Good evening, everyone, and welcome to The Centralist. I hope everyone's having a great morning, great evening, great afternoon. You know, somebody asked me last week, why do you say that? I said, because we broadcast around the world. And I said, you know, it's not just in, in, in uh, states. I mean, we're in the states, but, um, you know, right now, what is it? It's 10 o'clock on the East Coast. So everybody out there is having a good time. You know? you know, so it's 10 to midnight when they're going to be partying with us. And I don't know. I don't know. West Coast. I mean, it's only 8 o'clock. Well, it's not even that. 7 o'clock. I mean, they're barely getting in the evening time, just starting to hang up, which... Um, the good ones are going to join us in the second hour, but it's strange the way th- this show goes around and moves around. It's not as, it doesn't have the reach as, as UF on the cover does, or as some of the other shows I host, because this is a much newer show, but right now it's in a hundred and I think 136. I don't know, Mark told me it was either 136, or 146 countries last week. And that's, that's plenty for a show that's supposed to be about America politics and what the, is going on in America. <laughs> You know, it also tells me how many people are interested in listening to what we're talking about. You know, we cross a lot of topics. Sometimes we get off on, on, on tangent. Sometimes we just talk about whatever we're talking about. And sometimes we do serious news and it just depends what's going on in the world. Uh, but before we even get into all that, we guess we'll start with Jay and work our way around. So Jay, tell them who you are and what the hell you're doing here and <laughs> what planet you're from. I'm Jay McNicholas. I'm a co-host uh, part-time on the Church of Mabus, which precedes this show every Friday from 8 to 10. And uh, I do every three Fridays. And then uh, our other co-host, Wayne, comes in with Jeffrey Pritchett. And uh, that's where I'm at on Fridays. Miss PhD from New York. Um, you know, she didn't tell you, but Jeffrey's not from this planet. But anyway, Clint, <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell who you are, man. Tell about yourself. Oh, shit, uh, my name is Clint House. Uh, I go by Doc House, as you can see on my like name that. down there. Um it was my DJ name uh, for a long time, and uh, I just kind of took it over and, and moved it over into my social media presence. Um, I've had a, a lot of presence on like TikTok and, and and things like that. So you may have seen me, you may have heard me talking all kinds of crazy stuff online. So, uh, but yeah, that's me. I'm Clint House, and uh, I'm really excited to be here with you guys tonight. And then we have this young person down here in the right corner. Young Who are person? you? I'm 40. I'm 41. I don't yeah, that you're young. So, uh, you, we got Doc House. We got Emily Mint's house. The house is already. I get confused with the, the house, house of cards. The house is in the house. The houses are in the house. <laughs> yes, and I have I have two shows actually. I have one show, What the Frick Live. We interview everybody coming and going. That makes you think, What the Frick. Uh, we're on a Thanksgiving break, but we come back in next Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with uh, the Bloombergs off Disney or Disney uh, off Discovery Plus's new show. Uh, we bought a funeral home, and then I have the Beat the Beast System podcast that just started up. Um, we have four episodes. It deals with mostly whistleblowers, and the uh, I call it the Beast System or the BS System, and that's the political part of what the frick live um so but we're live every uh wednesday and friday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time i think i've lost track of how many whistleblowers i've interviewed over the years oh i've had i mean there's been a lot i mean both on both networks on ufo paranormal radio and on united public it's it there's been a lot and a lot of different subjects matter to you know off topic but um my my co-host that used to host news on the flip side we were listening to a news clip one night when this these two these two lesbians came on in there talking about their son who's going to be a girl who's two and a half years old going to be three i'm like whoa wait a minute i got confused for a minute i'm like did she just say three i said how can he so then they went to the district attorney because they were getting so much trouble in new york 
And the DA said it was okay. Well, I lost my mind after that. Oh. So Stephanie gets on the thing. I get on the thing. We're calling the district attorney, the state district attorney in New York. Going, what the, mm, I can't say the language I was using. What the frick? Yeah. And, what uh, what the the frick? Frick? <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? And, and, and you could just tell this woman and, and the assistant, which is guy were just confused. So I slowed down because I was a little, you know, hostile and, uh, and I explained everything. And all you heard was in their words, what the, is going on down there? So I get about three weeks go by. I get a call. The two girls were arrested. The DA was suspended. Wow. <laughs> wow. The guy them said was child abuse. Because I, I was like, wait, okay. If it was, you know, 10, 11, 12, once you're in puberty, all right, I'll give you some slack. But before puberty, I mean, come on. I used to steal my sister's easy bake oven and go bake stuff in it all the time, man. Uh, I used to run her car through her Barbie dream house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, I, I, I hate to say, but I identify as a male. So just in case any of y'all confused out there. Um, but it was, it was, it was well, just a strange off the, you know, boom. Well, real quick, Joe, th thank you for mentioning that because I have a guy coming on the B system in January. Um, his name is Jeff younger and um he his wife is a pediatrician in the in the state of texas that they have a son that she is converting to female and he's gone through the court system and everything this is in the state of texas he spent almost one million dollars on representation and and the court has been in favor of the pediatrician on this sex change and the child i think is 10 or 11 he's just preteen and um and he he has fought tooth and nail and he refuses to allow the boy to come to his house in the female name and everything that the mother's given him and the mother is even advertising the child on social media and on her website for the pediatrician clinic well you know what he needs to do is he needs to refile because age of consent in uh, Texas is 17 for everything else. So, I mean, this is a major thing. I mean, if you can't drive or do this or do that or drink or any of these other things because you're not responsible enough or mature enough, what in the hell makes you think you're mature enough to decide you're going to change sexes at 10 years old? Really That's a little quick, young the, to me. I mean, I mean, I, I don't have a problem eight, with people actually. changing them. The, su the son is eight. I'm yeah, sorry. See, I, I, I just got issues with that all the way around. I have no, before so, yeah, anybody writes to me or writes to anybody on the list, I don't have a problem with people getting sex changed. I am from New Orleans. I mean, that's just at least 18 people. Come on. Maybe 16 I'll go with. But I, 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 I didn't even say 21 because your brain isn't fully functional or, uh, you know, um, formed an adult until at least 21 for, for females and maybe later for males. 43 for males. So, I mean, how can you? <laughs> yeah. uh, see, those kind of things make me hostile. I see what you did there, Emily. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I, I've actually heard about this story in Texas uh, where the parents are in the custody, basically a custody battle over, you know, is, this, chi is this child going to transition? The father doesn't want this to happen. The mother does. And I honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm a father. I've got two young children right now. And my six-year-old will sometimes think that he's a dinosaur. Do I want to go and transition him into a dinosaur? Just like kind of what you said, Joe, like you would take your, um, your sister's uh, easy bake oven and go and, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, cook with it. And so like, nobody would have thought back in, in that time frame that, Oh no, Joe, maybe you are actually a little girl. So this whole mentality of transitioning kids at such a young age, 
um, is is just absolutely insane to me. Well, and and then then there's this other thing about all of a sudden we don't want to let them see professional help. Okay, look, I understand we don't want them to be talked out of whatever they're in, but when you're making a major change like this, I don't care who you are, you know, 16, 18, 25, 35, you should be at least talking to the shrink before you make it just to make sure that's where you want to go. I'm not saying they need to try to talk you out of it. They just, you just need to understand the consequences. There's no way a 10 year old or eight year old understand the consequences of this. I mean, there's just no way. And then, you know, moving into later parts of life, this this kid's just going to have a hard time identifying any way it goes. I don't know, people. I'm just I'm just saying, let's let them get mature. What, what's the age of a tattoo? What's the age of a tattoo? Is 18. Quite 18. Actually, so I think it's 21 18. in a lot of states. Yeah, it's 18. And some, some states it's 16, but I think for the most part, it's 18 around the country. Well, down but, here, if if the parent consent, you get it at sixteen. But any other, yeah, it's parent yeah. parental consent at sixteen, but yeah. eighteen to to make the decision on your own. And you know, we've if we're not going to allow people to vote until they're eighteen years old, are we really going to allow children to change their sexual identity before that? That that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, and and we should be standing up and saying, "What the hell?" Look at it across the country. Most things start at eighteen. You know, eighteen to vote, eighteen to join the army, uh, eighteen Cigarettes. to join or to enter in a kind of paper contract like buying a car, and then you can't, you can no longer in this country buy cigarettes until you're twenty-one. You have to buy alcohol. You yeah. have to be twenty-one. So, and to buy a handgun, you got to be twenty-one. So, I mean, there's, there's an age where it's out of the parents' hands, and I think, at least for sexual transition. It's 21. You have to at least let your brain develop to its full adult form before you make these changes. Because if you go through the entire physical transformation and get the the sexual organs reorganized surgically, there's no reverse. You can't go away. There's no going back. I want to go back. This has been happening for a long time. I don't know if you all remember this, but I remember this with World War II, Joseph Patton. You know, his his parents dressed him up as a girl for many, many years, uh, uh, up until his teenager years, even curled his hair and, and all that. So what what's why are people so um, stuck on this gender crisis or this? It, it's happened for a very long time, but it's just been pushed. I think what's tolerated in one generation is accepted in another. So as these generations have come through, we've been more accepting. Well, obviously, I, there's no Z Jenners here. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, I feel like um, having a, uh, especially in these uh, ultra wealthy liberal urban centers, that having a transgender child is kind of like having a, a Versace bag for these people. Oh. You're right. Because I it's, it, it, it's become trendy. It's become like the new thing for these ultra wealthy liberals that. Um, you know, oh, look at my, look at my transgender child and, and look at my virtue signaling of allowing my child to be whoever they want to be. That, that is exactly what it is to me. And I, I, I don't know if I'm right or if I'm wrong on that one, but, um, that's, that's how it feels to me is that this has become the new trend for these psychopaths. Well, this, this will, well, this will help prove your point. Today, they came out with a big study. They can't figure out why so many girls don't want to identify as girl anymore. 
They don't necessarily want to be gay. They just don't want to identify as girl. I said, well, y'all have made it popular to be everything but a girl. I'm like, what do you expect? Because, you know, I, I got taking women out of everything. You know, it's just got to the point that, that it's, it's ridiculous. This shouldn't even be a comment. This is what happened in the last eight years under Obama that we ended up talking about bathrooms and sex changes for four years. Mm-hmm. And somehow or another, it's popped back again. That's and fine. You know, I'm all for everybody do what you want. I mean, look, like I said, I live in New Orleans. You can't, if you walk down Bourbon Street, all I can tell you is you better not be faint of heart or, or you know, because no. you're going to see things. Granted, male, female, you're just going to see things mm-hmm. that you probably don't want to see. And you mm-hmm. might not get out of your head, but you're going to see them. But, you know, yeah, nobody really cares. What you see, you can't see. People. Yeah. There's nobody beating everybody up. Everybody gets along fine. You know, and you and, on, and and believe it or not, the transvestites downtown use the men's bathroom, not the women's bathroom. And uh, um, you know, so there's not even a big argument about that. And they just go along. There's no big fights about it. But that's the society that's accepted what they are, and and the people who live there don't care. As long as it's not interfering with the other people's lives in the quarter, they don't care. So, so Emily, I, I kind of have a question for you. Um, you know, as a woman, which is a human adult female. Um, <laughs> So I identify myself as that. Since, since you know, you know, nobody wants to define it anymore. Um, how how do you really feel about the the way that you know this this new woke leftism is in a, in a sense trying to take away what it really means to be female. I uh, obviously when it comes to women's sports, I'll tell you that because I played sports my whole life, had an opportunity to play college ball. Uh, I did not basketball when I say ball. Um, I did not go that route. I went another route, but um, it it is absolutely mind blowing, but it's not surprising in many ways because how households have been over the last couple of decades with working mothers and I think it's just a division to split the family when it comes even more. But um, do the leftist ideas, these transgender men and identifying as women to participate in sports, that's where it's really bullshit. hurt me. Mm-hmm. And, and, yep. and you know, we've worked as women, we've worked so hard because I have a little binder. I was ranked sixth in the state of Kentucky at three point shot percentage. I was varsity secret weapon in seventh grade. I started our varsity basketball team in eighth grade. I, my brother played college basketball. My ex-husband played college basketball. We are a sports family. And my goal in seventh grade was be the first woman to be in the NBA because we didn't have a WNBA. We didn't have women's back then. So when women's uh, NBA came around or WNBA came around, that was a big, huge deal. And then now to see these men that classify themselves as women to participate and win these sports or battle women. It's, it's just not right. And then high schools, there's some high schools implementing this. And, and my son, I'll tell you this. I, he's plays, um, he's a sixth grader. He plays football and I highly encourage when I, I have nothing against this, especially at this age, we, we had several girls, uh, two girls on his football team this past year that want to play football. And, and things so but there's some schools that are implementing this as they get older um that these boys that are claiming to be female to be on the female basketball teams or these girls cl- claiming to want to be boys to be on the boys football
football teams. It depends on what position I think with football, with women, if she's big enough. But I don't know. Maybe this is something I need to look into more because I just don't think a boy, a, a man's figure, statue, stature and everything is more built bigger than a woman is. Frame. Well, it's, it's easier for mm. men to pump up at least yeah. upper body is we're more yeah. much stronger upper bigger body. bones you know yeah, yeah. so bone structure and another thing my my son is and i live in just a small town ashland kentucky we have like eighteen thousand in our population we're seeing furries in schools too here and they're using like defecating in the floor and everything in the bathrooms like my i'm about ready to pull my son out of school i'll just tell you that mm. <laughs> it's gotten that out of hand but um Going back to you, Clint, uh, being a female and seeing all this happen, especially when it comes to women's sports, is devastating. And it, it hurts me. I, I can totally understand that that would because, you know, I, I feel like we're in this position or, or, or uh, in this society, societal role where everybody is trying to diminish the actual beautifulness of what being a woman actually is. Well, how about the beautifulness of uh, uh, what a man should be? They're taking and men like it's, it's just trans, it's, it's transhumanism was mm -hmm. what they're trying to and do. I've got right something now. to add to that as well. Um, you bring up a good point, Clint. Um, this, I don't know how many years ago, but whenever Bruce Jenner came out and was transitioning, <laughs> Uh, they were given some sports award away to a female athlete, a female, an actual born female athlete. Uh, and she was going to be the first African-American athlete to receive said award. And I don't remember what the award is, but once Bruce Jenner announced he's whatever he is now, Caitlyn Jenner or whatever his name is, they decided to give him this prestigious award for Woman having of done the year. amazing things in the female sports. <laughs> Lesbian of the year. Bruce Jenner hasn't done th anything in sports in 40 years. Was in yeah. the he was in the 80s in the Olympics, and that's it. He hasn't done sports. Uh hasn't participated, hasn't competed since like 1984, 85, 86. And then he decides to be a girl and they give him this female award for being, you know, highly prestigious. In, in the, did he ever the even fully train? I don't, I don't even think he ever finished, did he? I mean, he still got... I, yeah, I, no, I think... I, he did, did he? The, did he? Because uh, I don't remember. Block and tackle cut off. I'm pretty sure that he did, but I'll I don't look think that he did. up. I think he did. I'll look it up real fast. Yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I don't, don't really know. <laughs> I, I, really I, did. I, I was I just, worried about all the people who used to worship this guy, how they felt after this. And, you know, I just think it's so disrespectful to biological women when you have, you have biological men who are winning awards for women's sports or women's beauty contests or any of the things that we're seeing that are happening right now. I just think it's so disrespectful to women. And th that that feels to me like that is what actual true feminism is, is being upset that a biological man is winning these awards that are meant for women. Uh, uh, Bruce Jenner underwent cosmetic surgery in the completed sex reassignment in January of 2017. Yeah. So he, he fully trained. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's conservative, so, you know. Uh, you know, we <laughs> so, had a lot of shortage. He didn't shortage. Sports I'm sorry, Jay, you cut yeah, in I and out. That. I didn't yeah. hear you. <laughs> Say that again. Sorry, you know, I was just saying that he, he comes out of 
know, as this new persona, and again, hasn't done sports in 40 some years and wins this award for the, takes it from this woman who was highly regarded in her field of sport. I don't know what it was, ass. soccer, lacrosse, something. I can't remember. But yeah, he, yeah I, if I was that woman, I would have found Bruce Jenner and beat him up in the streets. I mean, that's so just she should have challenged him to a fight. Yeah, it's, it's so disrespectful. Yeah. It's so <laughs> disrespectful. There's something else to think about too. I don't. I know a lot of men don't think about this, but we we've had a lot of shortages of, uh, in inflation and stuff over the last couple of years, and we had a shortage of feminine products in the United States, and it's because they started putting the feminine fem, feminine <laughs> <laughs> products in the men's restrooms. Oh, it's not wow, because wow. of su supply and demand. Yeah. Well, I guess it, it could be supply and demand, but um, yeah. but yeah, instead of just supply. being able to get those <laughs> just items, this shit, throw it around. <laughs> just so you know, you could get those items in a female restroom. They started putting those items in a in a man's restroom now too. So it's just I don't. Know. It's crazy. The world is crazy. So uh, anyway, that's just good. You know, I remember this came out under Obama. I was doing a show in Los Angeles, and I was on television it's because of Michael. It's, it's cause all in bad people. But, I know what you, I I see what you did there, Emily. <laughs> it's Michael. Okay, good. It's Michael. Poor Miley, poor Michael alone. He's he's off doing whatever he's 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 I don't know what he's doing. To be honest with you. He's he got uh, uh, I'm sorry for any of you Left, left people listening to this, but it's the truth. It is the truth. It's, uh, well, you know, you know, it's, whatever it's doing right now. I don't know. I haven't seen it on television lately, so I'm not sure what it's mm -hmm. doing. But um, last time I was out of LA, I was, I was giving a lecture out there, and it was weird because we were standing in the audience. And I was just asking people, what do you identify as? Of course, I was in Los Angeles now, mind you, and the whole first two rows didn't identify as male or female. Now, granted, they look male and female to me, but <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to hate because I was there to talk about lesbians, and I was, you know, I was invited there by uh, Jennifer because I was, I got into it with the lesbian coalition a couple of years earlier and banished them from. Cal I got all three of them fired. I couldn't believe they came to talk to this old old white man from Louisiana. Didn't come prepared. Didn't know what a lesbian was, what the definition of it was. That you know, some sixty two percent go back straight. They didn't know any of this, and the girl Jennifer, who was a lesbian, who was hosting the show for NBC, was just stunned. She was sitting there going, I can't, I can't believe you just put all three of them in their place. She said, you, you, you let them, cause I did, I let them go on for 25 minutes. I didn't say a word, which is hard for me, by the way. So I'm sitting in, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I said, can I talk? And they're like, yes. Yeah. So I, and I, I just could see their faces cause they thought they made a good argument. I could just see their faces go. And I said, look, if I can come up here and, and beat y'all down that quickly, I said, being an old white man from Louisiana, <clears throat> I said, you should be ashamed of yourselves. I said, you are giving disinformation to all these poor girls out here, all these poor guys out here. I said, you need to understand what it is you're choosing in life, how you're choosing in life, and what the consequences of your choices are. I said, because whatever you think, whether the TV's on your side or not, you're still going to have people in our society that's not going to like what you're doing. And you might as well get used to it now. I said, it's not going to change. I said, especially if you're outside of cities like Illinois, like Chicago or New Orleans or, or San Francisco or, or New York. Once you get outside those cities, it's a changed world. It's not what you think it is. You know, CNN and NBC might get up there and tell you every day this is what it is, but it's not. Go visit Kentucky. Go visit Tennessee. <laughs> Come down, visit Mississippi for a while. You're, you're going to find out <clears throat> that's not quite what you thought it was. So I want people to be prepared. And I notice all these people are always talking about this, never prepare these people for what's coming next. 
you know, once they find out, once they, they come mm-hmm. out of the closet, uh, you know, it's hard to deal with. I watch it down here all the time and uh, they're just not prepared for it. And, and I, was, I was talking with a group just recently about it. Jay, where are you located? Are you in New York? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, South, South, South. He's up in that trader state, man. That's where he's at. What is he? He's in that trader state, man. Look, 67 counties, 12 voted blue. That's all it took. 67 counties. That's how it's in the big cities here. Pittsburgh, Erie. Uh, Harrisburg and Philadelphia. Those four cities decided who won. It wasn't me. I didn't vote for that thug. <laughs> so y'all got lurching the, the, the sweatshirt guys, what I call them. So do you see a lot of this up where He's you're thug. at, Jay? I'm, I'm assuming you do. There, Maybe. there's in Waynesboro, not so much, uh, but a couple minutes south of me is Hagerstown, Maryland, and there's a, there's a fairly uh, wide uh, gay community there. Um, I don't. I don't see people bashing them or, or going down and trying to in- intentionally hurt them. Um, there's tolerance, definitely, but you know, p- people don't want to see it. You know, the further away from, like Joe says, the further away from big cities you get, uh, people aren't. They're not inundated with this. It's, it's they, unless they're watching those TV shows that are specifically targeting. They don't know about it. They don't care about it. They. They're not. If they find out you're gay, they're going to be like whatever and go on about their day they're not they could care less about it but they don't it, it, to them it's not an issue and it, it really shouldn't be it's not an issue for me either I, but you know we have a, a lot of things going bad in this whole planet and everybody's like oh and lgbt gay you know q q rights you know i don't know what rights they've had stop <laughs> taken away from is that gonna get too well <laughs> it gets longer every, every time i turn around <clears throat> well you know one of my z jenna friends she's a good friend of mine she hosted with me and she identified as non-binary and I'm not even going to get into the rest of the letters behind it, but it used to crack me up. I said, wait, you're pregnant with a baby and you're not identifying as a woman. I'm confused. And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, you're a good looking woman. So you're not a woman. I said, well, what the hell are you? And she goes in and says, I said, well, what the hell is that? And she went into this. I said, well, okay, wait, so now stop now. That just means you're bisexual. So let's go back to the beginning. I said, that's all it means. She got mad at me by the way. But it was the truth. I said, so, so we got 10 letters to say I'm bisexual now. So I'm, I'm, I'm even more confused than when we started out. Well, you, you know, here's the thing is, is I remember uh, many years ago when it was just LGB. Yep. Oh, yes. I, I remember that. And I was that guy that uh, almost got in a fight with a bouncer at a club because he was discriminating against a friend of mine who was gay. And that was... 12 years ago, 13 years ago, and I didn't care that my friend was gay. I have had lesbian friends. I've had gay friends my entire life, and I did not care. But then as soon as that T Mm -hmm. got added to it, everything went to shit. Uh, and I'm sorry to cuss. No, I'm sorry. It's all right. I, I You're should, good. I shouldn't You're have good. it. S words um, are okay. F words, not so much. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that that was when everything went downhill. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, that was when it, it, we started seeing this, like, forceful agenda being put onto people. I mean, because, like I said, LGB, I, I, I was cool. I was fine. Mm-hmm. Everything was cool. 
but the then least they, started... they could ad identify who they are though i think this is a more of like it, a spiritual assignment in many ways yeah well it's it's gender dysphoria that has really taken over and like we were saying about the adding of all of these other letters and, and the pronouns and, too yeah yeah the I mean, he, her, all of this people have just lost their minds and well, i think there's there's a connection with um uh, with that and the pharmaceutical companies who have been prescribing all of these just random medications to people that are turning people insane. And I, I mean, if you look at, you know, the statistics of where all of this started to where the prescriptions uh, to, you know, all of these doctors who are having all of these, you know, psychological uh, drugs to people, it's changing people's brains. And it's not a good thing. It is, it is literally driving people insane to where they don't even know who they are anymore. And now we're seeing that play out right in front of our eyes. They want to take identity away completely to yes. where you're just a pronoun. And anytime somebody has a pronoun listed on their social media pages, it's an automatic red flag to me. You are not a pronoun. You're more than that. You have a name, you have a mm -hmm. birthday, you, mm -hmm. your family, assigns that name to you there's birth rights to that name and that we have a have a collage of, of industry political uh social um even all these um what do you want to call the these fashion designers and everything even with their models that are trying to get away from gender get away from your name to make you just look like a thing well and, that's, and you're more than that and that's um uh, a lot of the reason why I think that the whole face mask going mm -hmm. through COVID was a big thing, because when you cover mm -hmm. part of your face like that, now you're starting to take away your facial features and you're taking away your a, expressions, a, a, your expression, because when people talk, when you smile, when you look at people's mouth and how it's moving, like that gives you the expression of who people are. So that's why I think that they're, they're still, and they're still trying to do it now. But yes. I think that was one of the reasons why they pushed that because when you cover half of your face, it, it, it just, it takes away a sense of who you are as a person. And look at the, at the, uh, the Islam culture, the Muslim mm -hmm. culture. Um, oh, that was one of the reasons that, that, that was one of the reasons why the ancient Muslims mm -hmm. would just Especially give, with women. Give, give the women just this part, just their eyes. And you, because they wanted to take away all of who they were as a person. And I think that that's what. Well, there's also another reason on. behind that. There's also another reasoning behind that, and it's it's a it's a BS reason. Um, and the reasoning was is that uh, the Arab men who wanted to control their women felt that if other men could see their hair or see their ankles, they would lose control and rape that woman. So they put them in these you know inch and a half thick wool burkas to hide their features so that they are not attacked in the streets. Yes. Yet if she walks down the street without a you know escort that's of her family she can legally be attacked and sexually assaulted by Sharia law. So that there's a lot of, that 
yuckiness behind that. But the thing you bring about with the masks, with the COVID thing, you're absolutely right. It took away half of our identity, but it also, and I'm surprised we haven't seen any of this yet, and I'm sure, I'm sure we will. Um, there, I had to wear it at work, and I, I stand and I work in, in a major a hardware store with this. Uh, we have to, you know, lift heavy boxes and move, and I'm walking 15, 10 to 15 miles a day in this job with this thing that's impeding my breathe my breathing i'm breathing in my own exhaled gases which are bad for you and right. also it's squishing my ears it's squishing my nose and I, I don't i don't know if it's happened yet but i'm sure someone down the road is going to sue the companies that make these masks for deforming their nose or deforming their ears well, on the mask box, it says it doesn't protect against covid so it's well, it doesn't point. but if you ever if you have it inside right. you flip no, the two seams over it says may cause cancer if worn all the time. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead, yeah. Jay. I'm sorry. I got excited but, there for a moment. But like Thank I said, you. They, they, they forced us to wear these things, which, number one, didn't protect you. Number two, is just as could cause cancer. And number three, uh, could cause serious health. So I would always take my mask down. And the manager would walk by, you got to put your mask up. I'm like, there's nobody within six feet of me. I'm not wearing this thing until someone comes in within six feet. Then I'll put it up. Like, what do you got to have it all the time? I'm like, it, it's bad for me. I, I smoke cigarettes. I'll admit it. I smoke, I smoke cigarettes. So it already okay. automatically affects my breathing, just having that thing on. But you're breathing carbon dioxide, which is a mm -hmm. poisonous gas. Too much of it make you dizzy. Eventually you pass out. And if you continue breathing it, you're gone. I mean, how many how many movies or how many times have we heard about people getting in their car and starting the car in the garage and killing themselves True. through the carbon monoxide? True. I mean, like that's, it's this, it's the same thing. It's a different gas, but it's the same idea. I mean, there are people yeah, that same can suicide idea. by putting like a, like a dryer hose the same on effect. the, the exhaust, like the same effect, running into the car. Well, you yeah, know, same effect. I mean, it's we we, almost we got banned uh, off YouTube for what? three months because we, I made a video, you know, I got a degree in science. I, I made a video. So I said, okay, we're six feet apart. I said, you're breathing. I got the guy breathing. He's got, he, we got the colored smoke. He's breathing. You can see it rise above his head. So the guy six foot behind him walks up, he walks up to the next one. And on both of them, you see the smoke settle down from their head. So whatever they were just breathing, the person had just walked underneath, they just settled down on top of them. Mask or no mask, it's coming down the sides, around ends. So we had, well, it was smoke. When you took off the mask, you would notice There'd be color here and color here and color here where the smoke was getting through. So obviously the masks weren't doing crap. And eventually the CDC admitted the masks weren't doing crap. But still, you know, we, they wanted it's they, they try to get you. Now they're not going to get them. The country just pretty much is pissed off about it now. Well, you know, one of my favorite things that I saw was uh, during the winter of 2020. I saw this video where this couple was uh, dancing on stayed with each other and they both had masks on right well oh he's it was in cold out. out where they were dancing okay i thought i just lost everybody uh, i see the no, you're back off. can't am i back okay uh but you could yeah. see the smoke coming through their masks yes so, the, Even if there, you go there outside was, there when was it's nothing. cold out, you can blow. It comes out everywhere. Oh, I just don't get it. I just don't get well, it. Well, here's and, another and, crazy and, thing about the mask. I don't know if any of you guys saw this, but 
you know, the, the, the height of it, 2020, you know, towards the winter, uh, they, they told people don't go out unless it's absolutely necessary. And what they called necessary, in this, at least in the state of Maryland, was you go out for your prescription drugs, your groceries, your doctor's appointments, and to walk mm -hmm. your dog to relieve his, you know, bowels and what have you. We had people coming to the hardware store that I work at to buy flowers, mulch, <laughs> uh, stuff that is not essential. You, a flower is not going to help you fight COVID. Now, the guy that comes into the hardware store to buy a new toilet because his other toilet, pardon the pun, took a crap mm -hmm. or cracked or broke, has to replace it. That is an essential item. But on the same token, these people that are going out by themselves in their car, with a mask on. You're by yourself in a car and you're wearing a mask. What's wrong with you? Those always crack me up. Those those crack me up. Well, just just, real quick, we just had Thanksgiving. I don't know about you all, but our Thanksgiving has changed dramatically since COVID. It's not the same how we always did. And and I've lost 11 family members since COVID. Some due to COVID, but they had other elements going wrong. And some due to the jab in the arm. Um which there's some lawsuits in my family that's being filed and I have family that's attorneys and things that's doing that. But regardless, my, my brother and his children, they all positive for the flu. So it just ended up being my mom and my dad, my son and myself this year for Thanksgiving. So instead of cooking, we go to Bob Evans to this just yesterday at Bob Evans, we walk in and there's like four or five people there waiting for tables. It was super busy. Um, they had masks on. There's still people falling for this and still wearing masks. Like a lot of what people feel comfortable up? with it now. They, it's a routine. For it, them. It, did it become a habit for them? Are they comfortable with that? Comfortable I'll, with I'll they, be honest, they, as a woman, there's times like I don't want to put makeup on or anything. <laughs> That'd be nice just to throw a mask on and walk out. They feel comfortable. I, I don't see many down here, but I do see them from time to time. I do see them in the casinos from time well, to time. Well, we walked in yeah. the whole left side, not to no pun intended, but it was the left side there there was four or five people there they all had masks on the other side there was no one with masks or anything and, and you know we waited for our table we had, and, and it was really nice by the way because i didn't have to deal with uh leftover cleanup but um you know it, it was something different for our family and, and but thanksgiving's been different ever since covid it, it really has the biggest psychological and operation that's ever been conducted masks, on a lot of people realize one, one of the things I don't realize about the mask is there is a test for them. And they told us back in 2020 uh, that if you put your mask on and walk into the uh, uh, butcher shop at the, at the grocery or go to one of the, the Oriental or, uh, you know, uh, Asian markets, you walk by the fish counter and you can smell fish through your mask with that is on tight and correct. If you can smell fish, COVID can get through. Well, that's, that's one of the things we showed we them. You know, since I own a construction company, I showed them. I actually went on it because I'm, I'm I'm OSHA certified. So I said, let me. And that's what the video was about. I said, let me show you what you really need to keep COVID from getting in. So we tried the 95s. We tried everything. And you could still see the color coming through the mask. So when you flip the mask over, the color of the smoke would come in there. Now the respirators we use for when we're doing big time sand and are spraying, you take them on, you flip it over. There's no color in there. You take the little canisters off. There's no color in there. Now you flip the canisters over and you, you'll see layers of color in the canister, but it never actually got to you. But those are serious respirators. And they, they, you, there's no way you could wear these all the time. I mean, they, they squish your face down and really tighten your face. They, they sit like, and you can't, and if you wear a beard, even those are useless. 
If you have any kind of hair on your face, yeah, there's no useless. seal with beard. That you know, the, the beards allowed the things that come through. So I just didn't worry about it. I was like, well, you know, but I've been thrown off of YouTube. I can't even tell you how many times. Oh, I um, lost everything in 2021 yeah. on my end. You know, so they, they talking about this topic. We had a lot of stuff we had to cover because they just they were just ridiculous. So I, I just like, got I just got yeah. sent a news article story. Uh, oh, Fauci emailed friend saying masks were ineffective. Push for oh. mandates anyway. Missouri AG says. Hold on. I'll I'll tell you this. I have on my website, the Fauci report. I have every email from Fauci over that. That was in the email uh, part uh, on my website. Fauci. Fauci has always said behind the cameras that the masks are ineffective. It even says it on the box. Yeah. But when you put the camera on, obviously he's sold out. He's getting a lot of money off off these vaccines and everything else kickbacks yeah Yeah. and but i highly recommend everybody you can probably find this more available now than just off of my website just look up the fauci emails and and go through it um not on google don't use google (laughs) it's not gonna come up on google uh use a different search engine or um telegram i highly recommend telegram but you still got to be cautious of what you look at but if it's a pdf mm-hmm. um i have it on my telegram um, where i downloaded everything um off of the government pages on fauci's emails um go on telegram and look up fauci emails you should be able to get the whole list yourself so some of the takeaways mm-hmm. from the deposition of fauci fauci knew the lab leak theory had merit mm-hmm. but it come back to him and sought to immediately discredit it he defended the lockdowns. The rest of us don't have the ability to determine what's best for ourselves. Let that sink in, people. Let that yeah. sink in. <laughs> well, you know, it's always been that way. As a group, as a big country, we're morons. We're panicky. We're animals. We follow real easily. We're as individuals. Control. We're intelligent. Mm-hmm. But when you get us together it's as a media. group, we're stupid. And then, unfortunately, half the country likes to watch NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN. And as long as they're watching that kind of stuff, they're going to be brain dead. Uh, they're just, they just don't. Honestly, a lot of my friends that are in, in the middle or, or, or leaning deep left, they don't want to know the truth about anything. The other day, like today, I was talking to him, you know, Putin's going to. can't gonna, handle uh, the truth. Well, Putin's <laughs> getting ready to put, uh, he's putting, uh, he, he put his 20-ton <laughs> yeah. nuclear yeah. weapons in fast oh, mode right. today. So he's going to start mass producing nuclear weapons of 20 kilotons that's plenty yeah. enough to flatten new york easily and one of his aims is new york yeah. and one of his names is the U- u.s and europe so we got a madman who's going to die i hope it's not new york we got a madman who's going to probably die in the next year because he because he's he has stage four cancer and uh, cerebral palsy or i know what's the other one i don't and, think uh, he has cancer i think he was he overcame oh. a a um um, possible no, he's had uh, Parkinson's assassination. Yeah, it, it's no, he had Parkinson's and stage yeah. four. Yeah, it's Parkinson's. Yeah. So, well, he overcame a a, a um, assassination attempt um, that dealt with his nervous school. system. But the doctors, the doctors only gave him two to three years, and there's been a year and a half since they said that. So well, he, he's, he's, he, a, he, he it was an assassination tip. He ate something or drank something that messed with his nervous system. Yeah, but, they thought he was going to die. Yeah, but the doctor he's seen for cancer was a, was a Swedish doctor. Back, yeah. It wasn't even a Russian doctor. Uh, that's how it got leaked initially. 
The first time he went, he's been in now, I think this is his fifth time recently. So the first time they actually flew him to Sweden and this doctor seen him and the doctor pretty much told him, you know, we can help keep you alive for another year or two, but you need to go ahead and make your things. And he said, there's something else going on. They flew him to another specialist in Russia. And actually they flew the guy in from Cuba to look at this because actually Cuba's well, a better doctor than Russia does. Well, hold on, because Cuba, Russia, North Korea, Iran are not part of the NWO. They are not linked to the central bank system. And that's why they're trying to make us, our minds, brainwashed to be against these people. Yep. Against which people? Russia, Putin, uh, North Korea. Yeah, it's, it's the New World Order. Yeah. These are the four countries that are not part of the banking system, the New World Order. Um, um, when we were going into Afghanistan all those years, they were not part of the New World Order until the America got involved. And that was the Bush administration and everything in Afghanistan, in which we all know 9-11 was an inside job. Um, and, and if you know anything about Operation Northwoods back in JFK days with Cuba, they did that. They did that 9-11. It's just a rerun. History repeats itself. They did a 9-11 for us to attack Afghanistan to finally get over them and overpower them to be part you know, of the No, I know why they went to Afghanistan and it had nothing to do with that. There was a piece of technology uh, that we have been trying to get for almost 60 years. Daddy Bush wanted it. Baby Bush went and got it, but they couldn't get it. There's a piece of was cat. What they was were, that? Who, the, the, Germans, you know, the Germans actually had a part of I it. I got a question because people uh, don't know this. Do you know who was over security at the Twin Towers during 9-11? I, I stay, 9-11 is boring uh, to me. It, it was a Bush. It was a Bush. Melvin Bush. Melvin the, Bush, yeah. Yeah, the or Marvin. Melvin or Marvin. The Bush brother that no one talks about. He was over security at the Twin but Towers it wouldn't matter. for three Bushes, years. Co Bushes couldn't have brought down the Twin Towers. It would have took having a bachelor's CIA degree in science. Now, let me explain how physics really works. In order to bring those buildings down with even with even thermonite, you it would have took at least four years. Have There's no way you could have done it any faster than that. Plus, you would have had to get all the people out of the building all of the time because the shit stinks beyond belief. Man, it would make you pass out. It's had a high pollutant level. Some Whoa. things you just got to look at and say, okay, there's other ways to get things going besides that. Yeah. Have you heard of the dustification system by Judy Wood? Have you ever heard of KJ57 fuel? I've heard of KJ57. Enough to He's well, a listen, Christian listen, rapper. listen, to help you with this, because <laughs> obviously you got a bad idea about the Hold powers. on. Justification by Dr. Judy Wood. It's her theory, and she studies dust and how dust forms and how it falls. She has a whole series on 9-11 towers, and no one knows about her. So write her down, Joe. <laughs> Judy Woods, I'm going to hopefully have her on my, on my dustification of the World Trade Center complex. And she's been banned and, and censored on many programs. You can find her on Rumble still. She has a website. I can put yeah, this Rumble in here. But nice. she talks about the dustification and how dust falls when it comes to a buildings being imploded or direct attack. And she compares the World Trade Centers to other buildings that have had the same incidents and explains the dust and how it's parallel. She even overlays images and pictures and videos it's absolutely phenomenal and no one's talking about the justification of the world it's Trade not that centers. hard to bring down those buildings you don't need the, you don't need any kind of real missiles or any bombs or anything like that it's to bring imploded down those buildings. 
It's not that hard because everybody forgets they, all the buildings underneath are underconnected. Just big the area completely underneath there. Everywhere underneath, so whatever went down the first building went all the way to building seven. The whole liquidized. There's there's absolutely no way that those buildings could have pancaked on themselves without explosions. And you're going to see pieces in the dustification where these pieces. Yeah, this is all you got to do is melt the inner I'll tell you. I want to hear what Jay has to say. Yeah, say, come on. Jay lived closest to this than all of us. So go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and particularly when when they hit the when they did hit the Pentagon, they hit the Navy side of the building. My dad was a Navy contractor, and so I tried to call up here to see if he was all right. Couldn't get through. But anyway, that's another story. So uh, I went to an art school. One of my friends went to that same school. He is a certified architect. He knows how to build buildings. He knows how to destroy buildings. So what happened, what caused the, the pancaking is not the initial explosions and not any superfluous explosions that happened afterwards. Those planes had just taken off. All of their wings were full of very high Over explosive fuel. gasoline. Right. Yeah, the, it, jet fuel. Once once those impacted in those, especially on those higher levels, um, that fuel ignited all the synthetic material in those buildings, carpets, drapes, uh, and, and like the desks were made out of plastics and the dividers in the divider rooms of desks were made out of plastics. All that heat eventually stresses the girders that they're built on. And buildings are actually, designed, they don't, they're not solid. They're designed to do this. They have like a three to four foot sway because yes, they're so, right. in order to stay stable, they have to be able to move with the wind. When the when the fire got hot enough, each level detached from the girders it was attached to and hit the one below it, and all that weight, and that's what killed them is the heat from the fire. So there's no there's no conspiracy. And, and you want to no see the conspiracy? Do you want to see what the conspiracy was? Well, I, I want to say this really quickly. I just want everybody just take this in consideration. Look up Ju Dr. Judy Wood. She's written books. She's done all kinds of stuff. She's a scientist in dustification. She shows videos of pieces off of the World Trade Center that would blow out and how it should have landed on the ground. And you will see these pieces absolutely there to dust. Well, my cousin was actually there. And then was my one other cousin. Was there, and we had on. first responders at my the time. My cousin was filming in Building 5 for a movie because he's a director. And then my other cousin is a trauma surgeon um er doctor at the time he was doing his residency at the at the hospital that they were bringing these bodies and he was just tagging bodies we didn't hear from christopher uh for two days actually he's changed and ended up being a psychologist but regardless of any of this it i i honestly believe and this is my i've studied this a lot and and we've had people from west virginia we had a doctor that supposedly died in in the or he did pass away but um, in the airplane that hit the Pentagon and stuff, but um, uh, it's an inside job and it's crafted. And and, and you would think that he uh, Bush was the direct Manchurian candidate for this because no one would think Bush and his family would have anything to do with it. But Prescott Bush, I believe, also was part of the assassination so of what JFK. What you basically is saying is Bush is a brilliant. And in eight no. months, they were able to pull this off. That's a fantasy. No, it wasn't an eight months. That's a fantasy. No, it would it have had to happen under Clinton. This it could not CIA. have happened under Bush. How long did, did you know Prescott Bush? Do you know Samuel Bush? But 
I know, you know Prescott Bush, Bush? Actually, Samuel Bush? Bush and you know their their work history with the CIA? They work all they want with the CIA. It doesn't matter. You're not going to bring down a building in seven months. It's not going to happen. Even no, a major company couldn't bring them buildings down in seven months. It was happening Even way with everybody out of it, that's months. a physical impossibility. It was happening way before this was well That's what planned. I'm saying. So you blaming it on the Bushes when it had more to do with the Clintons. Clinton was in charge of this operation, not the Bushes. You're going in the wrong direction if you're looking at the Bushes. This was a Clinton-run and owned operation. He's the one that split up the CIA, the, all three of the organizations, remember? He's the one that split them up so they couldn't talk to each other anymore. That was a major part of the operation well, being Well, when successful. you can tell me about Prescott Bush and Samuel Bush, then I'll talk to you, Joe, more about this. I'm not worried about the Bushes. <laughs> I, I, all I worry about is the science and what's real and what's not. Well, then That's look really up what it comes Judy down Wood, to. Look up Judy Wood and justification, too. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, I was there. I, I seen the girders melted. I know it brought those buildings down. I was physically there. And I also seen jet fuel in its, in its forms when we burn it out in the fields. I know what it'll do. And what happened is all those, you know, there was a garage that crossed through all of the buildings, right? Because the rail station mm -hmm. ran through there and stopped at every mm -hmm. building. When those fuels, when, when all those wings emptied in there, all of that fuel went down and out and around. It just sat there and burned for hours and hours on those steel girders until they just Let melted. me tell you this. And I'll it's only, do this, Joe. People always say it's only 2,200 to make the girders. The Clintons might have set it up, but the Bushes fulfilled it. It was already in, in operation for Bushes. Baby Bush, well, then baby if Bush you want to say it's already clue. in operation, then you Daddy have to go Bush might have known. Bush. Baby Bush didn't okay. have a clue. No, hey, Prescott what? Bush. Start okay. Prescott. So, go ahead, Can I say something? Anyway, real quick, because we got we got guests coming on in about yes. a few minutes. Okay, uh, just give me a second here. Go, on. You um, right, go ahead, baby. You got time. Um, so there was something called the Project for a New American Century. You guys ever heard of that? Wait, say uh, it again. For some reason, the, I only caught half of it. The, uh, no, I didn't hear that. The, the, the Project for a New American Century. And it was a think tank group um, made up of some of the worst people that you guys could think of. Um, and in it, it was a way to try to expand American uh, influence across the world. And uh, this was done in 1999. And uh, one of the ways that they said that we could expand American influences was if there was another Pearl Harbor-like attack on American soil. And then 9-11 happened. A unifying device. Yeah, a unifying device. Yes. And that's, that's what did it. And um, it doesn't matter what the specifics of what all of you guys are saying right now of how it happened or what took down the towers. The only thing that really matters is the outcome of it. That's we true. saw, we you. saw the Patriot yeah. Act. We saw the largest expansion of the U S federal government with the department of Homeland security right after it. It well, doesn't matter what actually happened, who did it or what, what it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is what happened. Well, we immediately, we no, it doesn't matter. We immediately went to war with Afghanistan. We did. We immediately, mm -hmm. two years later, went to war that's with Iraq. We churned, we churned, we churned out the military industrial complex that 
when, JFK was warning about, that Eisenhower Operation was warning Northwoods. about, Operation Northwoods. So it doesn't matter what legitimately happened on that day. All that matters is what happened after that day. It, it means a lot on that day because when was the Pentagon first being built? What was the date? I don't know that. 9-11. And when was New York City declared a city on September 11th? They slapped it in our face. It was an inside job that slapped it to our Americans because we don't know our history. Also, and, and they and it ended up being a, a, to, to declare war on Afghanistan and keep us over there because what we what does these politicians like? They lack war because they like to launder money. They like to do illegal gun trade. Wait, We're seeing it now. Our guns and weapons are from the U Ukraine to the Ukraine are showing up in the Congo. There's a major war going over in the Congo and nobody's talking about it anywhere over the gold mines and stuff that we're filming. Um, but I know we have a guest coming on and I, my son just texted me and I'm going to have to step away for a second, but go ahead, go um, ahead. I'm just digging okay. up my email at the moment. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm listening to y'all. No, this, this is good this stuff, is man. This is deep. This and is good stuff. What are you talking about? Okay. I mean, it, ha it happened. I was 20 years old. So, I, and I had family involved up in there in some aspects. They weren't in danger by any means. But um, there's also another point that you forgot to mention, Emily. Okay. When you that. need help, what do you do? When you need help, what do you do? You call 911. I don't know. I call myself. Uh, call 911. When you have a fire. Oh, 911. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. It's 911, once again. What the bleep is going on here? It, there's a lot of history. Everybody look up 911. Also, I want to put in in into aspects here. I don't like to, but Jonathan Kahn, the Harbinger one and two books, read those because that opens up a lot of bombshells in 9-11. People have to read now. You can't just, uh, people become really super lazy when it comes to reading. And I, I say this from a mother that was a language arts teacher and she shoved books down my throat and I hated reading for a long time. But um, as I've gotten older, read some of these books that's come out about 9-11 and then take it all into consideration of what's going on. It was definitely an inside job that was planned for many, many years. The Clintons probably are behind it too, but um, it was the Bush administration oh, that, that fulfilled that. But I'll be right back. Are, are any of you guys familiar with the $10 bill, $20 bill folding? <laughs> oh yeah, folded, absolutely. absolutely. It, shows, it shows the Twin Towers getting you know like on fire. It's the weirdest thing. And I don't believe that that's a coincidence. I believe that's synchronicity. Well, yeah, and absolutely. I believe that, too. But uh, when I brought up the project for a new American century, um, do you know who one of the leading people on that was? Yeah. Bill Crystal, who now Bill Crystal is doing uh, what? The Lincoln Project? Not Billy Crystal, the actor. Some other Bill Crystal. No, no, Bill Crystal. Like you, you would know him if you took a look at and, and saw him. He he's one of the leading members behind the Lincoln Project, which is like the biggest like anti MAGA, um, you know, uh, conservative uh, groups in America right now. So um, uh, you know, the, it. I, I get what Emily is saying as far as, you know, some of the, the conspiracies that are around 9-11 are concerned. Um, I just think that there is a much larger picture to look at. Um, I don't yeah. think we need to really focus on um, how it, it, you know, like, I mean, obviously, 
I, I've got questions that surround building seven, like that building should have never come down um, at the rate of free fall. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the semantics that surround, um, you know, what happened on 9-11 uh, shouldn't really matter. What we, what we, should, we should really look I at got it, baby. is how we, um, uh, how, what happened Sorry, after and how everything just really kind of played out after it. I mean, the U.S. government started spying on everybody and, um, you know, the Department of Homeland Security was created. And, and, yeah. and, and those, those are the you, things that we really need to focus on. Right. And you also brought up how just prior to that, that the Clintons broke up the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, uh -huh. so they could no longer speak to each other, which is kind yeah. of how those guys got into the country. And immediately after, now they're able to talk to each other again. So they can share information now for just to protect mm -hmm. from this kind of attack yeah. again. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, we saw the largest ex expansion of the federal government in U.S. history after what happened on 9-11. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's that's what I think is the most important thing when it comes down to it is um, w what happened after and what what we've seen since that yeah, day. Because damn oh, fine th th that day changed the world, um, mm -hmm. you know. It, it really did. And yeah. it led us back into being able to just declare war on anybody that we wanted to, you know, like we were talking earlier about, we did like Libya. Um, Libya was trying to convert from the U S dollar. And then all of a sudden, Nope, guess what? you're dead. You know, well, and you so, know what else Gaddafi was finding too. The Clintons were doing illegal weapon trade. Uh-huh. Over there during this time. Yep. Too. But yet, but yet we don't got rid of so all the So was Saddam Hussein was getting trace. rid of the dollar. And guess who yeah. else is getting rid of the dollar? The Putin. Yep. They're they're trying yeah. to switch over to their new um their new Gold system. Standard. Yeah, they're trying to switch over to the Chinese system, but uh Putin Biden just put it into that, so we ain't gonna have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. He just cut he that. cut them off of all chips, all chip building of any kind. Any allies, anything else? We I need to lower my mic. I see that. I'm sorry. Let me lower it. You sent him back at least 20 years. Today. But anyway, let me grab our guest because I keep playing around like I don't know what the hell's going on here tonight. I got a new mic. So well, we we did just go off on a tangent off. right there. That was it was funny. a good one though, man. It's not oh, okay. a tangent as long as a good like tangent, this. and nobody ever has to agree. You know, it's one of the things we pride ourselves. Nobody about got hurt. Always damn agree. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of the things the network's always proud about itself. We always have you know de healthy debates. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, you ought to come. Yeah. You, wait, wait. You ought to be here for one of the panel shows. Oh my god, because you know we got liberals on the network. We got independents. We got conservatives. We got centralists. It, it can, that it would can be, get that would be really fun. Oh yeah, well, it, they, it's, it gets uh, interesting. Amelia said, "My, I need to lower my mic. I got a new mic." Why so. are you coming in loud on me? Uh, oh wait, who is this? Woo woo! What y'all doing? Another Emily. Hey, hey guys, what's up? This is John and Emily Goodwin. That's Doc on the side. You know Emily up there, and Joe, Jay and myself. How y'all doing tonight? Hey. Hello. We we took us a little while because we had to finish up the heated debate we were having before we brought y'all on board. I figured in the middle of a heated debate because you're you, Emily. We were well, yelling we were, at each we was, other. We was, we was discussing several different <laughs> topics at one time. That's, we were yelling that's what we were actually doing. What was I that? guess that's why Joe brought us in to like calm it down. <sighs> no, we, no, because we were talking well, we, now yeah, we're we were going to take over uh, <laughs> L.A. So I said, well, we better quit now. <laughs> we better quit now. Before we discuss, you know, how we were going to invade the Christmas parade this uh, oh! Saturday, this Sunday. Oh. <laughs> anyway, guys and girls, John here and Emily here are going to be talking a little bit. We, um, 
we do a lot of press for writers of the future and a couple of other things going on out there and uh they are working on the christmas parade which is a bummer because i don't get to go i had to get all ready for this stupid interview i got to do on for netflix coming up but anyway uh it's official now to come to visit so we'll see how that's gonna go but enough <laughs> enough about that stuff we'll talk about that another time i'll let y'all know how it goes when it's when it's all we're gonna do filming in two locations though, so that's gonna be fun and then we should be signing the contract to see when we're gonna start filming for the 28 episodes yeah i'm wondering what the hell i might have got myself in here too but anyway enough about all of that how y'all doing out there i know it's early out in la y'all just chilling <laughs> had a couple of cocktails you know hanging back yeah that's our operating basis yeah no, well, uh, it's, it's, it's very busy. It's it's yeah. Friday night. You can have a cocktail. I mean, come on, what's wrong with one cocktail? So he's doing a thirty minute Zoom with uh, Jason Doring. He was um, he's he's the TV actor who's going to be on the way to happiness float. He was the one of the main. He was in the Veronica Mars show. I don't. I he didn't was one of the main. Oh, I know what you're talking about, Veronica Mars. Mars. Yeah. yeah, Veronica Mars. Yes. Yeah, so you know, every actor and their mom is out there in L.A. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, so I just finished half hour Zoom with him to finish that so I could do the show with you. And then back to uh, the, we got a punch list. That she's got a punch list. We say it's three pages long just for today. That wow. was, that, Keep his ass moving, girl. Keep moving. Keep moving. Very young, as you were saying. Yes. <laughs> I, I know how she is. She's a taskmaster. And see, I, I, you know, and I know she sends in people to put me to work. I know she said, look, Joe's sitting around over there not doing nothing. Sarah, go there and put his ass to work. I know how that works. I know the truth. I know the truth. Uh, they're great guys. We we go out and hang out with them in April for Writers of the Future. They yeah. do a fabulous job. But we'll we'll talk about that in a little while. So, so who all's in these cars now? I want to know who's out there riding in these cars. Okay, well let's start with the host. Uh, I might want to come snatch a car. So I wonder who's out there. <laughs> so the host of the parade are uh, Laura McKenzie from the Travel Show, um, Eric Estrada from Chips. Oh, wait, is he going to be oh, a really? Williams. Yeah, Montel Williams and uh, Dean Kane, Superman. Yes, Dean oh, Kane, cool. man, I love Dean Kane. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So those are the ho and uh, there's a, a host also. She's a special host, and that's Elizabeth Stanton. She's Lizzie got Stanton. a yeah. She's got a She's got a travel show. Yeah, yeah, and she had a show called Lizzie's Great Big World when she was growing up, kind of like one of these Disney girls. Um, but yeah, an hour. yeah, so, uh, it's going to be a blast. And, um, so that's the key host. The grand marshal is Danny Trejo. And, other people that were supposed to be in the parade. Uh, uh let's see. Uh, so I Man guess when Jay Leno goes by, we can't go show you boobs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a thing down here. When we see a parade go by, yeah. Yeah, they scream anytime a float goes by they say show you boobs. or if the guys got beeves and the girls on the ground they say it works both ways I everything's different in boobs. new orleans <laughs> I, I actually see a lot right. of boobs i mean a lot of booze getting changed for boobs that, that didn't come out right but anyway <laughs> so, should be a a podcast hey can i have one of them drinks and show show boobs and show there should be a podcast shows booze and boobs yeah, boobs and could boobs. be a good one too man. Sure, you get, you get i'm in i'll co-host yeah i know right i'm in <laughs> it, gets, it gets crazy is all i can say <laughs> that's right i'm like covers up <laughs> yes. hey, you're all thinking about expanding to New Orleans next year. So. Oh, I wish wow. they'd come down here and do a parade. It's a, and don't forget, guys and girls, I know y'all listening tonight. When you get in the parade route and you're all comfortable out there and you're chilling out in LA, 
Emily, Emily, Emily. Yeah. I want to hear this, Emily. Look, I'm going to get my drone and fly it out there off the top of the building and check on people. Last time I was in LA, I left a drone on top of John's building out there so I can check on him every once in a while. <laughs> and it, 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 it runs on, hey, it runs on light, and they got plenty of sunlight out there in LA. So I just crank it up, fly it around from here. Is that what landed well. in the swimming pool across the street? Hey, it didn't yeah. land in the swimming pool. It knows better than that. <laughs> it flies on its own. You know, I remember my first drone was $99, and, and I wrecked it many times. And my second drone was about $300. My last big drone was about. Well, I ain't going to tell you how much it was stupid to pay that much for, for a drone, but it flies itself. I just tell it where to go and it goes. It'll follow me around like a dog. Yeah, you know. I have one of those. The drones you know, that follow. Yes, they just follow you around, do all kinds of stuff. It'll just hover over house, but it can go up to about 3,000 feet and it can get it. I think it's about five miles from the transmitter. So uh, wow. it, it, it can get out there. It's it's almost military class, not quite. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's what they call a construction drone. I will confess, I do not have a drone, but I do have three cats who will follow me everywhere in the house. That, that works as good. <laughs> now, now, one of my chihuahuas tried to get on a drone and go for a ride. I'm not sure what that was about. Uh-oh. Uh, I think she decided, hey, this could be cool. I could go drone ride. Like her version of getting abducted. <laughs> it might be her version of getting abducted. Little rat. Just causing all kinds of trouble today. You can have a new show now, Chihuahua Abduction. Well, <laughs> since I started putting in my new floors, they think it's the sliding floor now. So my son, my, my son, and my daughter-in-law was in there dancing on the floors last night because they look, kind of look like a dance floor. And uh, my dogs just every time they make the corner, you see their ass and go the other way. <laughs> I saw a photo of your floor; it looks really nice. Yeah, so when I'm when I'm done with everything and all the paintings done, all the new appliances, I'm, I'll put some videos for, for everybody to see. Matter of fact, I just got through ordering my appliances today. I'm gonna have to go to work for the next six months, painting bitches off. But anyway. <laughs> Enough about that. Um, so, so wait, how many cars are in this all together? Because really, okay, I'm thinking, there, I'm thinking, I need to call. Like, I think sixty Hollywood cars that are going to be part of the parade. So we have like the Kit Car, the Batmobile, the. Uh, oh, you got a Batmobile. Oh yeah, yeah, we got the Back to the Future. Wait, wait, which 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 Batmobile? Yeah, 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 just say Batmobile. Scooby Doo. Oh, and we had, what we had last, over here in Kentucky. I think it was last year or the year before. We had uh, Scooby Doo, the the van, and Matthew the Lillard was driving it. It's called the Mystery Machine. Jack, yeah. Jack, yeah. Jack Weston just wrote in. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, he the, wrote in and said, "What's it called? The e Econ or the, the E one? Ecto one? Ecto one? Yeah, Ecto one. Ecto one. Nineteen sixty six Cadillac limousine. Actually, yeah, it was a um, purse. Stuff, and I'll tell you, which one is it? It is the, the participation one. I mean, there's lots of Batmobiles. They I drove, Batmobile. I drove an Eco, uh, Eco, what's it called? Echo. 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 Echo one. Echo one. Echo one. Just like one of the ladies that works on Echo. Oh, we have the Mad Max. We drive it. Mad Max cars. The Bluesmobile. Oh, really cool. Oh, yeah. Magnus Man, shot a crown, big cigar, and a blues mobile. I'm not gonna have some fun. We have the Miami Vice Ferrari, Jurassic Park. Oh, and then there's these, there's a new uh, dinosaur exhibit up over the hill, uh, over in the valley somewhere, and they're having this whole dinosaur exhibit. Uh, we were at this press conference, right? Literally in the middle of a press conference in Hollywood, these two dinosaurs come in, like amazing, <laughs> and they're like making all the noise and everything, and. It was uh, pretty spectacular. So there'll be a whole uh, dinosaur float even in the parade. Wow. We also have ju the Jurassic Park Jeeps. 
And real Three quick, this, par this parade is Hollywood, right? Yes. So Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hollywood, California. What, what about the yeah. Mach Five? <laughs> yeah. And we have the Dukes of Hazard. I think they said they had. Oh, hold on, you said Dukes of Hazard. You know that's Hazard, Kentucky. That's in my ballpark. Well, <laughs> you know, that's two hours. There it goes. Hey, we don't have that. Right, right there, there it is. I'll tell you about Hazard. Right. I'm I'm more scared to drive through Hazard, Kentucky, in 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 the middle of the night than I am in the worst part of the Bronx or whatever really? you want to call Harlem up up in New York. Hazard, Kentucky is scary. And if you go missing in Hazard, Kentucky, you will never be found. Like, just kissing <laughs> goodbye. Like, you're not going to wow. be found. Yeah. But that's wow. that's my part of... Uh, yay! I'm glad that Dukes of Hazard card yeah, going to be in there. there. And then the Knight Rider? Knight Rider! Kit that was my show in the 80s. It's not the Knight Rider. It's, 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 it's close. Christmas parade going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Jay has all the models. He's going to line them all up. Well, and I, I also have a Ferrari. Or it's, no, it's a Lamborghini, but it's a, it's oh, a Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Transformer. Oh, well, we yeah. have the Transformer. We have the Bumblebee. Oh, cool. Oh, so which yeah, which yeah. one? The, oh. the Volkswagen or the Camaro? The original and the 2010. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you got My both son would love oh, yeah. those. I'm going to have to nice. come out there. That's you all have to come. To yeah. Next then, year, probably. I can't do it this year. So next year, I'm going to have to come out there. for the. It, it, you got to oh, yeah. still have Transformer next year. We will. So much. Freaking love that. Then we also you guys want to hear a really cool story about the original 66 Batmobile? Yeah. Yes. So um, there was a, a, a car show in the D.C. arena in Washington, D.C., and I was, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, 13. And uh, our parents took us to that, and the actual Batmobile that they filmed for the show was there. Adam West and Burt Ward were there in their original costumes, and they had the Batmobile on a, on a three-phase motor turntable going around, and there was, like, you know, velvet ropes, so you couldn't touch it. But I, I reached in when it went by me, and I touched it. And it was fuzzy. It like it felt like a like a pool table or a velvet jacket. So I asked one of the guys when they had a question and answer thing about the car, and I said, you know, I touched it. It's fuzzy. Why is it fuzzy? Do you know why? Why they painted why? it this fuzzy like velvety material so that the lights wouldn't oh, reflect like back into the camera lens, so you could see the all the lights that they had to to shine it on and get it for the get it onto film. That was very, very cool. Wow. You want you want to know what I thought of when you said it was fuzzy? What? Dumb and dumber car. That's the one but... that you guys got to get for the uh for yeah. the parade is the yeah. dumb and dumber truck or, or the, <laughs> well, uh, the van. Burt <laughs> Ward is gonna be here in the parade. This, Burt Ward is gonna is be here. Really? Oh cool. Yeah, oh, he'll be wow. here. We need to have a GoFundMe, Joe. We need GoFund us to Hollywood Well, I was actually going out to see him until, uh, see, I was supposed to be out there to sign a contract with Netflix on yeah. something else I got going on. And then they decided, since I lived in New Orleans, they wanted to come down and do two shoots in New Orleans, and we could go ahead and work out a difference. We, I thought, I thought the the money was going to be issued. The money wasn't issued. They gave me exactly what I wanted. That was great. Um, the problem is, is we have a how the reenactments are going to be done. We just 
We haven't quite met. All right, but we're closer. We're closer, so I, I think they're going to work it out. It's, uh, you know, well, you know, if you want to get people to come and do these 28 episodes, which the bitch part is nobody's going to see these until after they're all filmed. Right. So you can't, I can't, you know. 28 at, episodes? At least, yeah, 14. It's 14, like two season, years. Uh, 14 season years. Two? It's a full oh. season. Yeah, so they're going to give me two seasons. And then, of course, with Netflix, it's just a matter of how many subscribers you get if you get another season after that. Um, you got to get quite a few, though. I mean, it's probably like five mean subscribers to get a third season. I know they canceled Altered Carbon, which is a, was a pretty good sci-fi. Uh, so, I mean, and I've seen other shows on there where they're pretty good. They got canceled. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just I'm really this is not so much about getting a long term series as it was just getting out some information I wanted to get out. So it works for me. It works for them. As long as we can come to this agreement, they'll get published. You know, because I've done what irritates me about doing TV from time to time is I've done quite a lot of TV over the years. Only about half of it ever made it to actual. Oh, ba- barely half. I've, I can't you know, it, it just, it just, it's just ridiculous. It's just crazy. I, now, see, it's not like John Emily down there. Everything they get on, they get seen on. <laughs> they, I'm telling you, man, they, every, every day, everywhere they go, they get seen on. That's just some I, smiley faces. I, know I don't smiling. know if Doc House wants to talk about this, about TV, but I think this is a good part to just punch <laughs> this in because – First and foremost, I'm just going to tell you this. I saw you on TikTok. Clint is his first name. And I said, I've seen him before. And it was through Patriot Wire is where I saw you. And I'm like, this guy looks familiar. This guy looks familiar. And then I followed you on Twitter. And then I was like, this is the same guy that's on TikTok. Go ahead and just tell people right now. If, or if you're uncomfortable, you don't have to. You can say no. I, I, I will. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't okay. have to or anything. Listen to What's happening with him coming soon? The the In Touch article is getting ready to come out, so I might as well. And so is the documentary. Um, So my my name is Clint House, and I testified in the Casey Anthony trial. Oh, wow. Uh, I was uh, Casey Anthony's boyfriend's roommate at the the time that uh, Kaylee went missing. I was one of the last people to see Kaylee missing. I've been on several documentaries. I've been on every major news organization that you can possibly imagine talking about this, but I am in this new documentary that is coming out um, with Casey speaking. Well, tell, tell them where they're going to be able to see you at. So uh, this documentary comes out uh, on Tuesday, I believe. Um, on Peacock, and it's a three-part uh, docu series. I don't know what uh, what all is in what all is in it. Um, all I know is what's what, what's in my part. Um, but I think that you know what is going to be said here is um, it's going to going to ruffle some feathers and. Uh, I think it's going to be yeah. mind-blowing in many ways. Yeah, it, it, no, I'll be, it, I'll be, it, I'll be it, definitely, I'll be definitely going to be listening. Matter of fact, we'll talk more about it. I mean, on another show, but we'll we'll get in and talk because I know you're going to be on Emily's show in a couple of weeks. And because what is it? Yeah, uh, we're doing a special show. I'm not associated soon. with it. It's going to be on a Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Hello, break. somebody said hello. Yeah, so uh, it's gonna be a week after week after the documentary drops. Let, let me let me get back to I guess and we'll, we'll be talking more. Okay, about the this. dog confirmed the dog confirmed it. I have a dog too. So that's right. And, yeah, and, yeah. and, and here's mine, are, mine, mine are hidden right now. So well, my dog's right. name's Jeb and had a GW mm-hmm. dog. So when when nine, we hold on, I'm going to regurgitate a little bit. When nine eleven 
and me started researching the Bush family. I had cognitive dissonance out the yin yang, and I'm not a Bush fan. Okay, there we go. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, I, yeah. I wish my dogs yeah, were named yeah, different yeah, now. School. <laughs> but, anyway, talking about that parade. Yes, going back to the parade. But yes, uh, going back peacock, to the parade. Yes, everybody. Peacock, November 29th. I was. I've had this on on my list for a while now. I knew that this documentary is coming out because of the groups and stuff I'm um, associated with. And um, Casey Anthony's version, if we can trust her or not. But I, I from the inside leaks that I know, and you, I don't know if you know these. I'm not going to say these. Um, in what I know now, it's kind of believable in many aspects. Yeah, the last thing that I'm going to say uh, about wait, 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 it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just real quick. Last thing I'm going to say about it is that um, if there is any truth to the allegations that we're all getting ready to hear, then they need to be investigated. And um, mm -hmm. I think Orange County Police Department needs to reopen the investigation. Mm -hmm. and, and that's going to be it. You say right things, hey, Mike. Uh, yeah. On a lighter note. Right, guys, we'll be hearing about this. So y'all know, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear more about this in the near future in several different venues. But I'm more interested in Christmas because I'm going to have a house yes, full of people. Christmas. I mean, I'm going to have a house full of people. That's why my house is getting remodeled anyway. It's hey, house. Ridiculous. That's and right. Oh. House, house, and house. And um, so I imagine by then. Wait, wait. When, when's the, the video on this dropping again? For the parade to be on the 16th yeah. of December. Oh. Oh. Yeah. CW Network. So I can torture my family with this. this will even oh, even I have it written down. I already. I thought about you all since last week. Yes, I have it written I'm, I'm down. A, we're going to watch that. That's my right. son's last day before they go on Christmas break. So we're going to be watching that. that I'm going to put in all the big screens, the 75 inch, the 65 inch, the 255s, and just let everybody just <laughs> watch the Christmas parade. It's a good thing they need to watch the stuff, you know. Yeah. It's it's a, it's very nice and uh, it's they, the 90th anniversary, so there's gonna be a lot of uh, yeah extra. They've got 100 Marines. They're gonna be there for the wow, Marine Corps. Yeah, yeah nice. it's their 75th anniversary. Emily, so. you're not allowed to go around the Marines. Yes, I am. Wow. No, you're not allowed. Oh, to go I thought Marines. you were talking to me. There's two. <laughs> oh, oh, you're not allowed to go around the Marines. Oh, she she bosses everybody around. I know so she Marines does. Have them doing. Parade dress right and the whole thing there. Just you know, she's just has a way about her. But I, I have a question. Since this is the anniversary and everything, how did you all start getting involved with this? Then did did the well, rains just tra transfer over so to you all eventually? The parade, literally, our office is right on Hollywood Boulevard. We're like about half a block from the Chinese Theater. Joe, you've been up to our oh, office. Oh yeah, I know where you're talking We're about. Right there, where the parade starts, and we started uh, as an entry in the parade and. John uh, was a board member of the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. So um, at one point, kind of like just started, we started helping out just as like volunteers. And then became, well, we also released our stories from the Golden yeah. Age books, which we've done a lot of stuff with Joe. That's on your pad that you talk about every now and then. But we released stories from the Golden Age in 2008. Mm -hmm. And part of announcing that was uh, we had a float. We did a float for a couple of years. Yeah. We hired the Disney float makers and they're just they're sinfully expensive they're like for, for one day yeah. or for one hour going down a street or two hours for the whole parade to spend seventy five thousand dollars was just like crazy yeah that's um, insane yeah. yeah so what we did then um the parade was bought by associated television and they um i met with them and that's when they offered us the 
would you like to be the green room? Because we were, I was very, I was very vocal about maintaining the parade and bringing it back up to all of its earlier splendor and 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 uh, color that it had. So he said, um, "I got one word for you: balloons." On a TV, because he's brought he started broadcasting it then on television as a special. He said balloons are better than anything. So uh, we had a helium balloon made, a five-story tall helium balloon. Pirate. Pirate, yeah, and mm -hmm. so. And it's his foot's on a treasure chest that says Owen Hubbard stories from the golden age. And so I've been, we've been using that. We've had other balloons in there too, but that's been the mainstay through all the, the 13 years or 15 years we've been doing it. Yeah. And we've been the green room now for 13 years when. Um, 14 this, this year. Will this be is our number 14. Year. Because wow. they were doing it before, like at the Roosevelt Hotel, and there's just no security. And it's, um, we said, look at, yeah, we'll, we'll gladly do yeah. that because we're, it's, for us Roosevelt's like an open hotel, so you have everybody mixing with the general public, and our office is private. We're, you know, the publishing house and literary agency in here, and um, but we have a gorgeous, uh, large space. We have a theater on the first floor where we were doing the stories from the old age, uh, old time radio theater shows live. So we have that big space down oh, there. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and then on the place is like it's a really gorgeous wood panel, like behind us. This is. Um, one of the rooms, there's about six rooms like this up on the fourth floor. One is oh, much hardwood. bigger. Oh, real hard. <laughs> this is the Rise of Teacher Lounge. Yeah. Behind me are all the pictures of the uh, judges there. You know, on the right side, uh, over my shoulder here, then is uh, photos of the various venues we've had it at, which we've talked about in previous shows. But this is, um, this will be full. We have about 400 celebs that will be here on um Monday and Sunday. I mean on Sunday wow. rather on the first and fourth floor. Yeah. Just packing out and we just talked to uh I talked the last show we had we talked about the in and out is one of the oh, yeah. uh, they're they're catering it. So they're uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start charging him uh uh money here for these these plugs, man. I'm gonna send him a bill. Yeah, so what they so what they do is they talk to me today says look at like, they need to have somebody on hand full their full dress with their cute caps and their in and out logos that'll be, fun. That'll be totally fun because yeah. they make sure that the burgers don't get cold they got to be perfect otherwise <laughs> they throw them away and so it's but they're they're basically it's they're they're offered it three they're 300 they're 300 in. double doubles they're providing for free um so now you got to really give them a plug you got to get them to pay for the advertising in and out burgers <laughs> yeah yeah it'll but be that's fun. what hamburger is all about tell yeah. me send me a damn free hamburger damn it <laughs> I would love to have an In-N-Out burger down here in Jacksonville, Florida, yeah. just to let you know, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't have that there. We have White Castle. If you yeah, I don't like those. I like White Castle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. White Castle with yeah. sliders. I don't know if that counts as a cheeseburger. No, I don't think it counts as it's, no. it's, it's, it's what slimmer. Like, what do you got in Florida anymore? Just Mickey D's? I mean, No, we got five guys. Oh yeah, that's right. You do. Oh, have five guys. Okay. Yeah, five guys. Five guys. Okay. Yeah, five guys also have good. that one uh, checkers down in Florida, right? Yeah. We have checkers. Yeah, we got checkers. Yeah, we got checkers. Yeah. We got checkers down here. We don't have checkers in LA. We can plug five guys because they're, they're they're actually they're really good. Five guys is good. But yeah, so uh, so, anyway, we so we start creator balloon young, and we do that, and so everything that we do is to be able to support and promote um, our source from the Golden Age because that's what we and we're a publisher, so. I do all this different publishing stuff, but we're the, the parade is done so we can help get the word out also that we, we publish these books here and they're great stories and it's a great for family occasion. We have a real fun thing that's happening at Winter Wonderland. Yeah, so like 
uh, back in 1983, Eleanor Hubbard gifted a big, like 60 foot Christmas tree to Hollywood. And it went right down there on the boulevard. And now it's like a tradition. So like every year there's a whole winter wonderland in it. Okay, so you guys who have snow, this doesn't mean a lot, but in LA, we do not get snow. So they bring in eight tons of snow and they make a whole winter wonderland. And they wow. say, kids come out and play. And there's a 60 foot tree and there's a Santa house and Santa and they give out gifts to kids. They bring in like underprivileged kids every day for activities, concerts, all kinds of stuff. Free Santa it's photos. All, yeah. Nobody does free photos for Santa Claus. Yeah. But they do that. yeah. So that is the, the kickoff is happening at the Hollywood Christmas Parade. So um, Santa will come down. It'll be kind of dark in there. And Santa will like do his ta-da and then the tree will light up and uh, we'll have a whole gift giving. Jason Doring, who John mentioned he was talking to earlier today, uh, will be down there with one of the parade hosts giving out uh, gift bags with toys and books uh, to the underprivileged kids and disabled kids that are there to attend the parade. But they get like a special seating in the Winter Wonderland area. And so that's all part of it. And that's going to be happening this year. It's pretty exciting. They have a new design for it, which is just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous setup. I mean, it's, it's so beautiful. So it's a, it's a nice thing having right there in Hollywood. So that's yeah. And there'll that. be there'll be a usually it's about we expect because it'll be about seventy degrees outside. So it'll be really nice. Oh, that's nice. Couple hundred thousand. Yeah, degrees. it's nice down here. That's what it's like in Florida too. <laughs> yeah, right now it is so much longer. No, no, right now it is. I know. I know. <laughs> Right yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Florida is safe between I think between November and February, maybe. By, by the maybe. way, so you know, two to five guys brothers actually listen to this show. They're friends of mine. I met them when they used to be four guys painting. Before, well, you better tag them. Tag them in the yeah. Tag, tag them in the show. <laughs> yeah. I want a T-shirt. That's all I want. Let them know I tell them all the time. Okay. I said, look, I used to drive you out. Where I don't eat free hamburgers. What the hell is this, man? I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, actually, they're they're they're, 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 I, they're they're really nice guys. There's a whole bunch of them. I don't nope. know. I know they've been buying in and out on stock lately, so I don't know what's going on over there. But they're always really nice people. It's uh, they really are. And uh, what do you mean in and out? No, we ain't going to plug hamburgers on. There's like ten hamburgers I can eat, so we're just not going. All the vegetarians. We're not. Yeah, we're, yes. go, yeah. Right go now. get you one of them Impossible Burgers. There you go. Mm -hmm. I tried to get yeah, them. Whopper Impossible. That's them veg veggie burgers oh, at Burger God, King. Oh, they're impossibly gross. Yeah, I'm I'm a plug I'm a plug that because anybody who eats one, I'll give you a dollar. Just, I'll <laughs> eat one. Me next, next, week, next week, here, I'll I'll, I'll eat an Impossible. Don't threaten me with a good time, Joe. <laughs> no man, I'm telling you, I'm not even gonna say what people say, but it's <laughs> gonna do it. We're going to have an Impossible Burger contest. Let's see yeah. how many burgers we can yes. eat within a show. So, impossible uh, Burger cook-off. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I had one. I don't yeah. ever have another. It'll be a short, a yeah. short they, they, well, yeah. hey, We could and send some of them out totally to the parade funny. people now. They might go for this. I know some of them LA like people are veggies, candy. man. Hold on, hold on now. Over here in Kentucky, we just get. Candy. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna mail a hundred Impossible Burgers to, to In and Out Burgers to give to the slips. No, to, 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 to like veggie burgers. What? I'm just no, trying to help out here. Come on. If you have any Star Wars fans, we have about fifty to sixty members of the Five O First Legion. Uh, that are going to be all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we just okay. talked about it. So, uh, before we came on, um, I saw Jay. I haven't met Jay, and uh, I, I talked to Joe and Emily before, but uh, I had not met Jay. But be back behind his head, I saw the Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And uh, so I told him, I was like, my dad is actually a member of the 501 wow. down here in Jacksonville. So like nice. he's got all of the costumes and, you know, everything. So we were just talking about the 501 right before you nice. guys came on. So um, well, they'll be there. If you guys are listening to this, uh, the 501st, they do a, a lot of really good things for the community. Um, they are very involved in uh, like going out and seeing the kids. And uh, have you guys seen like the kids' reactions yeah. to what yeah. what the 501 does? Like, mm -hmm. it, it's just absolutely amazing. And, and yeah, yeah it, it's 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 people dressing up as as Star Wars characters. But the reaction well that done. they get for it yeah, is they're very well done. I mean, it's it's movie quality the, the costumes. costumes. Are really good. Yeah, yeah, the movie quality costumes and just the, the things that the 501st does with children is just absolutely amazing. So I'm really glad to hear that they're going to be out there. Like yeah. I, that, that's exciting. Yeah, and some is. people don't know. Does you know? Do you know why Joe? Why it's called the 501? Mm. I, I think of taxes. I do. You know? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm an accountant, so I think of taxes. I do. The first was the uh, was a stormtrooper garrison, the, the Death Star, and and what 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 I find kind of cool, and it's still neat that they call themselves this, but the five of first stormtroopers were on the Death Star, the first Death Star, and the first Death Star exploded. So where did all the first guys come from? They are supposed to all died in space. Years and years ago, in a galaxy far, far away. So, but they, did, like Clint said, they do really good things. I've seen them at the at the Dragon Con uh, yes. uh, convention down there, and uh, one of my friends down there is like he's the official Darth Vader of the convention, and uh, thousand people, easily a thousand people that do a parade, stormtroopers, mm -hmm. Tie Fighter pilots, everybody. And it's right. they, they really do a lot of good stuff for the community, but I still haven't gotten a good explanation from any of the five of first guys as to how they survived a huge explosion on the Death Star. Yeah, they were lucky. Well, actually, uh, the the, the five of first, the five of first, the five of first, the five of first Legion was actually the Legion that was behind Anakin Skywalker as he walked into the Jedi Temple when he did what he did. So, there's that. Details. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, they were also, they're not, they were also they're, his, they're, his uh, security detail as well, yeah. Yeah, uh, the, yeah the 501st was uh, basically um, uh, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader's Legion of Stormtroopers. So yeah. that's that's the lore that's there. And as you can see here on the, um, on the uh, screen, uh, I think we're getting ready to give away. Aren't you guys getting yes. ready to give away? It's Anakin Skywalker. That's... I forget which Anakin Skywalker that is, but it's Anakin Skywalker's like. Where's my kid? I hold it, tell me how I gotta that's go. From, that's from the newer one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. It was. His lightsaber. This is the one from. <laughs> this is the one from uh, Empire Strikes Back. Do not mess with me. I can Please, prove you. Know, this everybody part. has a wand except for me. That is probably Are you gonna pull out a wand? Are you gonna rule us? I the only one that I could grab would be my kids, and I don't know where it's at right now, but I've got a Star Wars cup, so, you know. I'm left out. I tell you what, I'm going to give away two of these tonight. So one of them, I'm going to give away if you have a ticket to the L.A. Okay, whoever sends me the very first ticket stub. So I know you can't do it tonight, 
because the parade's not until uh, Saturday. So Sunday. Sunday. Uh, Sunday. I'm sorry, Sunday. So after the ticket stub, whoever's the first person who sends me a ticket stub, just just take a picture, put it on a thing, send it on my email. Uh, I will send you one of these. Okay. Wow. That's for the first wow. one. Wow. Yeah. Do I get to participate? I got to <laughs> no. no. You can no. I'll just go take one of the tickets off the shelf. And- <laughs> so the gentleman at night, when I talked to him, because I was only going to give away one of these. Now, one of these is going to be in red. So one's going to be in blue. One's going to be in red. Okay. Mm. So then the, and the second one I'm going to give away. Okay. Okay. Y'all ready for this? No, I'm not going to tell you now. No, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna wait till later. I want to know. I'm just gonna wait. Wait till later. We don't have that much longer, so I can. Yes. Oh that. well, you know, we got as long as I, I want. Um, they, they can't tell me to go off the arrow in the damn place. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that, Gene? What do you mean? What you asking me? You sending me a question to ask? Wait a minute. I don't think that's right. But you send me a question to ask, and then you're going to answer so the question. If the fir- yeah, hold on. The first one that sends in, are they going to get the blue or the red? Uh, they'll get whichever one's left because this one is going to be. So who, the question coming up, they can get theirs tomorrow. Uh, so they'll send me whichever color they want. So that's who will get it. The one okay. who sends in the tag, you'll just either you'll get the red or blue. I'm not going to know which one it is until then. So I, I won't know. So it reminds me of blue pill, red pills. All I want to say. <laughs> Take the you, blue if, pill, if, everybody. If you can tell me Ray's running, buddy, and the uh, first, the, the first, I shouldn't say the first. What would have been that? The seventh Star Wars, the seventh of the new Star Wars. If you can tell me her running buddy's name, seventh Star Wars. Yeah, seventh Star Wars. If you can tell me her running buddy's name, uh, he ran. He was around with her all over. Remember that he he was with the one guy who from the Resistance first, and then they crashed. And then he was running around with Ray the whole time, uh, most of the time. Anyway, if you can tell me his name, I want I want his Star Wars name and his real name. Uh, first person that sends it to my email, iCardCox.net, it's yours. Uh, I, love, I, I love doing that. that. I know, like, right now, there's like 50 people going, <laughs> on the last, on the last I'm, Google I'm, I'm, I'm like sitting here, can, can I win it? Because I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so I love I love when they get, they just, they get, just get this uh, going away at it. It's hilariously funny. And that's like the other night I was giving away books. Um, uh, Writers of the Future, John and uh, Emily send me lots of books and we give away tons of them. And um, the other night I was giving away, it was last night actually, I was giving away two sets, three three sets of two, two sets of three, sorry, of um, of the anthologies with 36, 37, 38. And uh, <laughs> these people got crazy, man. I was like, what the hell? What's Christmas, Drew? We have some Christmas presents. And then Black so we Friday. ended up giving away. So we gave away what? Uh, 12. We actually gave away 12 books. Last wow. Yeah, because wow. it got so crazy. Oh, no, because I gave away two fears. So it's 14 we gave away last so year. Are you in good shape on books still with our stuff? No, I still got, I still got, I think, well, I got to save two cases because they're going to um, one of the local schools. But the rest of these, I still got two cases. I don't even have three cases left of y'all. But I've been steady giving them away. And then uh, I got a couple of stuff, some other stuff that came in from some other publishers. We're not going to mention any names because y'all are on with us tonight, but uh, just other stuff that's coming in. And then we got some artists that sent us, you know, copies of theirs, you know, four or five of these, three or four of those, six or seven of those. Sometimes I, I give those out to some of the hosts that like to read because, you know, we got lots of nerdy, geeky hosts on the network. We got lots of crazy, insane oh, hosts, too. Oh, I don't see any nerdy, geeky hosts on the uh, network. We got some of them. We got some crazy ones. We got some mean ones. We got some, some tough ones. ones. We got some cute ones. <laughs> oh, I'll claim it. 
uh, real quick right. with the, the writing in the books, um, these are writers of the future, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. These are, yeah. These are from writers okay. of the future. Okay, so if you don't mind, because I'm still new to you all, and I remember what you said, but just in case, um, Clint, I don't know if Clint knows um, anything about this. Can you explain to us about what writers of the future is all about? Yeah, so this is, uh, we're on year 40 of writers of the future. It's an international writing and illustration contest that been running. It was started by L. Ron Hubbard. It's still sponsored to this day, but, um, you know, he still puts on this uh, contest. So there's one for writers, one for illustrators. He put in his yeah. will. Yeah. He put in his Obviously, will. He's not here, too. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, um, so every year we publish 12 new authors and 12 illustrators in a book. It's called Writers of the Future, and it's free, open to anybody, it's an international contest. People can enter from anywhere they want in the world. And it's all judged by best-selling authors um, and on the illustrator side, illustrators. So, like, if you're into sci-fi fantasy, some of the judges on the writer side, like Orson Scott Card or Ender's Game or Brandon Sanderson, just, like, on the Mistborn and... Um, Tim Powers. Yeah, I guess the... Tim Powers is on Stranger Times. Yeah, and... Will, the, the, uh, the, the Wheel of Time is my favorite series. That's right. Okay, time, good. Wheel so. of Time. Yeah, so that's Brandon and... Uh, Tim Powers, uh, probably know the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, yes. his novel. Yeah. Um, Mary Niven, uh, you know, Frank Herbert was a judge, Dune, now his son yeah. is a judge. So, game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there are about 30, Kevin J. Anderson. So there's about 30 judges on each side of the contest. On the illustrator side, you've got like Larry Elmore who did all the original Dungeons and Dragons art. Um, Cirillo, Frank Frazetta was I a know judge. His yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, no, it's so, so when, when are we inviting back the Dune guy? I want to know what the hell's going on. You should invite him oh, back. Oh, I want to know about Dune guy too. So, so I, no, we met him. Was it last year or year before? Anyway, we met him. It was last year, right? Oh, no, it was year before last. Year. I want to meet this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and I, and I was there, like, we did a private screening of Dune. <laughs> they did a private screening of Dune. Were you there? Yeah, I think you were there that yeah. year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was there that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I wasn't at the screening because I was doing something else. Uh, but um, but he John introduced me to the gentleman. He was a real nice guy, and yeah. uh, it, it's um, and I was bugging him about when when we're gonna get because I didn't know it was gonna end in the middle. He should have told me then. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? I was mad. I was like, uh, uh, man, wait a minute. I'm calling John. <laughs> I said, Carlos, God tell my protest, man. Yeah. Um, uh, so but at least he did a good job with it. He did. He didn't butcher it, which I was scared. Yeah. Anytime anybody messes with Dune, I'm always scared where where it's going to end up. It's, it's, uh, you never yeah. know what's going to happen to it. But well, he changed the rules a little bit. It's so far pretty good. Yeah, and also on the contest, the the winners who we publish every year. You know, we publish an anthology. It's a short story contest, sci-fi fantasy, and they actually keep the rights to their work. We pay them, so they get you know prizes. It's five hundred. They fly them out there. Yeah, and then there's a grand prize winner at the end of the year. It gets an additional five thousand. We fly them all into Hollywood and all those judges that we were just talking about, they uh, do a week long workshop with the winners. So you have a writer workshop, you have an illustrator workshop. And at the end of the week, we have a big gala event, it's a big writers of the future event that streams live every year. And they go up on stage. It's a whole red carpet event with media and everything. And it's like the Oscars for writers and, and artists. And then um, once they, you know, they all get their trophies and do their speeches and it's, it's, it's a very nice evening. And then, we send them out on book signing tours after that and book them on radio. Yeah, they, they, they have them all over. How do they, they turn in? How do, you, do these writers turn in their pieces so of work? They, they go to writersofthefuture.com or illustratorsofthefuture.com and go to the same website. 
and there's a button right there. They click and then they can send their story in. On, they can upload it right there. And on the, they can also mail it in, but that's rare now that we get mailed in stories. But still, we get a few each year. Otherwise, they, they just go there. It's very easy. They just create an account, send their story in. And what happens is when they send in the story, um, they, you can't put your name on the manuscript because what ha it's a blind judge contest. So it's just on merit alone so that it, the judge, it's a play, level playing field for everybody. So there's no like favoring or like uh, the judge doesn't too. see the name. So they have no idea who's submitting the story. And they just get a number with a story, and then that's how they judge them. So it's uh, it's all fair for everybody. Um, there was one time, I think Brandon Sanderson, he runs a writing workshop, and he at one point he called up and said, hey, I can't judge this this year because I recognize one of the stories. I know it's a student from my class because I helped outline this story. So he had to forfeit that. Um, but that's rare that that happens. He, he didn't even see the name. There was no name on it. He just recognized the outline of the story. So it's yeah, so very... It's the only thing like that. Yeah, it, like it's so said, rare. It's free to enter. Yeah. And we have Four a, times a year, people. 75 countries. And uh, we have thousands of entries every quarter. And it's, um, it's just one of those things that, because there's nothing else like that out there, mm -hmm. that you can enter something for free. It's for amateur. So yeah. if, you're, if you're pro, oh, you can't nice. enter the thing. So that's how a lot of people get started. A lot of the pro riders that you've got right now got started from it. Yeah, like Kevin J. Anderson, that dude guy that you met, he was yeah. an entrant to Riders of the Future. He ended like 17, 18 times. Yeah. He, he proed out, being, he became a professional author before he won the contest. Um, Brandon Sanderson was a final, was an honorable mention in the contest when he first started. Yeah. Um, Joe, Joe Black, when I spoke to him yeah. a few years ago at uh, um, um, at a library, a, at okay. American Book Library. Expo. I was in, in yeah. the American Library Association. He said, yeah, I, I was honorable mention in that contest. It's an amazing number of people that have entered the contest over the over the 40 years, but it's gotten so many names that are out there right now. They were honorable mentions, they were finalists, and a lot of them were actual winners in the in the contest over the years. And now they work on paying it forward. We've got um, just amazing successes with it. And then this podcast that, that um, airs on UPRN with Joe, um, I mean, it's a contest on writers and artists, and just on your thing, it goes, yeah, a bad, a bad one is like 260, 300,000 listens, but normally it's up to half a million listens on on the archive, let alone what happens when he, when he airs it. So it's just, it's, it's done a really good way. Just, I just celebrated that this week is the 200th episode that's airing right now. Awesome. And it's, um, Congratulations, you know, 200 episodes. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. A lot of but, work. Um, but if you've not seen it, like, um, I keep on seeing Doc House. I forget your first name now, but uh, Mr. House. <laughs> Mr. Mr. House. <laughs> I like that. Um, com and uh, UTJ and just check it out and see because we've got, um, you, we also have this free online writing workshop that we, yeah. that oh, we yeah. we've got like 6,000 yeah, people on 7, it. Yeah, 7,000 people now. 7,000. It's really good. It's a, it's a free online writing workshop. It's based on the workshop that the winners get when they come to Hollywood. It's a bit shorter, smaller. It's like, you know, you have to win the contest to get an actual live workshop. But we have Orson Scott Card, David Farland, and Tim Powers, who teach the online workshop. That's also free. It's at writersfuture.com. Anybody can go there. If you want to improve your writing or learn how to write a short story, it just takes you everything from, like, how to write narration, how to come up with ideas, how to write dialogue, how to create suspense, and 
how to write the beginning, the middle, the end of your story, how to add emotional impact, all that stuff. So there's a series of videos and it's all at your own pace. And that's also free. You just sign up at writersthefuture.com and anybody can take the course. And it's, it's films that the author, so that like Scott Card is like talking straight to you. So it's like, it's like a one-on-one. -on -one. One -on -one. It's so. filmed in this room that we're, we're <laughs> yeah. I, ha I have one more question and I want to shut my mouth for a night. So yeah, the no. books, the book, I'm going to, I promise. <laughs> so the books that Joe are giving away, these are the collaboration of these writers. Yeah, so Can you put it together? Yeah. Yeah. So each okay. year you, there's, they're basically the year is separated out into three quarters. So four there's quarters. A, four quarters. There's three winners each quarter. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so the first, Just second, <laughs> the first, second, third place winner for each quarter get are the ones that get flown out to Hollywood. So at the end of the year, we have 12 winners and all of them get published in the anthology. And then out of them, there's a grand prize winner, but awesome. all the 12 stories are what is in the book. And the book does very well also. And then there's full color art for the illustrator winners. And that's another cool thing. Like someone wins the art, the illustration contest, they get hired to illustrate one of the winning stories in the book. Wow. And so it's an illustration of the story. And the, the, the coolest thing, like, they they don't um they don't the, the writer hasn't seen their illustration for their story and and they all show up at the that's event. That's one of my favorite parts when I go out there. That would be fun. So there's this big room and you'll have all the art will be around the room on easels, and then the the, the illustrators are sort of like tucked off in the back and and not with their art. And then the writers come in and they sort of look around and they like find the piece that goes with their with their oh, story. Shake it, mama, oh. shake it. Sorry. And, and when they find the piece, then, you know, for them, they're all new authors and somebody created this based on their words that they put down. And it's so emotional. People come in, they're like, I'm sure it is. I would be emotional if I wrote something and then it's solid yeah. on paper, like it's artistic yeah. value or whatever. I would be emotional. Yeah, it's totally emotional. They're hugging and crying and this and then talking about and, and they, they talk, the illustrators talking about the story and what the pieces inspired the illustration and it's a really special part of the week that we we like that part a lot yeah because yeah. this is the first nice. time that both the writers and the artists have actually been acknowledged they've been working for however many years to try to master the trade and it's they've had a lot of rejection and a lot of you know not so much the the win part of it so now this is a big win and so it's a really big thing for the illustrators too because they're a lot they're not so much the words they're their art and so they're so they're so concerned that the author is going to like their art. And so when they find their art and they walk up and they're just like they're very timid and they're just like, and you see the author, they're they got tears coming down. Yeah, they do too. And then and the artist is like, they're so relieved that they're yeah. they like their art. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're so worried at the beginning that the that the writer is not going to like their yeah. piece and but they it, it had yeah, never, Joe, joe's seen it so yeah, it's like it's, oh yeah i've i've, I've got i'm then we'll bring another camera with the bit that recorded this year but it's um i gotta tell you guys if for the layman's out there submit if you win you're gonna get a call from joni who's just a sweetheart um she's tough though but she's a sweetheart <laughs> but anyway you're gonna get a call from her and then they're going to fly you out to L.A. from wherever you are now. Chris, we talk about him a lot. They flew him in from Australia, they from Spain, look, from the U.K. Last year, there was people coming from, what, five countries? No, six yeah. countries, huh? Six countries. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. by the way, because I'm broadcasting around the world for them, so I'm telling you, Americans, if you want to get in, you better start writing because <laughs> the other part of the world is writing in. But they fly you in, really. 
they, they pay for you to get there. Uh, they put you up in a hotel. And, you know, you're there with all these intense writers and artists. And, and I got to say, it's, 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 it's an intense week. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun, but it's intense. I mean, you learn a lot. There's a lot of information being doled out in that week. It's not okay. like you're just coming to hang out. You know, like when they make you write the story in 24 hours, which I think is, I still love that. That's one of my other favorite events. I've just videotaped these people. I got to show Todd, so I forgot about that. But anyway, um, it, it's 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 really, really fun. You're, you're meeting all these people while you're there, all these other winners. Uh, you're getting to know these people really well. You might know some, but these people make lifelong friends, I noticed. Mm -hmm. I was talking with some of the other ones uh, that, you know, uh, just recently I was talking with uh, this Wildman and, and they're all kind of hanging out, making friends. And, you know, with the Internet, it makes it much easier sure. to be global friends. It doesn't really matter where you are. You can still be friends. And you, and you make this friendship. But then, after all this is over, Emily puts on this big, huge, massive gala event in Hollywood. I'm not, I'm not talking a little piece of crap event here, guys. I'm talking Hollywood gala. We in tuxes. We all pretty. John looks pretty. I look pretty. Emily looks smashing. Everybody looks good. The place looks good. It's a great thing. These guys get up on stage. I'm still not worried how many passing out, to be honest with you. Some of them look like they're about to go, ooh, but it's great. It's, it's such a great experience for these people. And it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, people, and it will help your career. I yeah, cannot so tell anybody you. Anybody can yeah. enter to do this. And we got, for the first time, we've got two winners from Costa Rica this year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's just like it's, we get people from all over. We got, and we got one from China. That was the last quarter. Uh, let's see if you can see. Yeah, there's a gay look. Oh, that's look. so pretty. Yeah, it's yes. a serious gay love. And both, both the ones I attended have been serious. It's not playtime. I actually got some serious people so show up to them, too, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's a great event. Though. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. But it's more than that because I know for a fact, I'm not going to mention who they are, but I know a couple of the artists have hired some of the winners. Yeah. I, yeah. I know some of the writers have gotten friends with other people and getting jobs. I mean, so these people are getting jobs out of this. Yeah, you know they're they're starting to get careers going. It's the way to go, and and it's a big bragging right to say you won this. Yeah, uh, because it's, it's you know science fiction fantasy too that we're helping to contribute to. One one of one of our regular guests on the network, Preston Dennett, he submitted forty times, thirty eight times before he won. Forty seven uh, times. Forty seven, Jeff. Forty seven. Yeah, he might have a record, Preston. Does, no, yeah. It's not forty seven years, people. You could make a whole volume on just him. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, but he's a good guy, and uh, he's got quite a few books to his his credit now. And uh, he's a regular on yeah. all your guys' shows. There. Yeah, he's he spreads around on network. He hangs out with a couple of different of the hosts that like to talk about that subject matter. So you'll never see him on this show because it's not the kind of stuff he talks about. But um, he's he's been a regular. But you'll see, you know, you know, some of these other people, even some of these people I've stayed in touch with, some of the writers and illustrators I've stayed in touch with. Matter of fact, man, in the future I might be begging some of these illustrators to do some work for me. I wonder if yeah. I could talk Tom into it. That'll never happen. That man is too busy. Uh, Tom Wood is one of the illustrators and, and Echo. I mean, these two, the uh, their work is, is just, just besides I like them personally, their work is fabulous. Um, they're bad influence on me, though. Yeah. Like, they definitely a bad influence on me. But uh, it, they're really, they do fabulous work. It, it, yeah. it's, uh, and all the judges are nice, approachable. You can talk to them. Uh, you can get in there. You know, you don't have to be scared of them. You can ask questions. Even at the dinners, you can ask questions. Uh, it's just a great thing to be there. There you go. Yes. I'm, I'm somewhere up in the left and the front so there. Busy. I was stripping. I John loves that. Yeah, there's Joe right there. He's like, yeah, I see Joe. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I get enough shots of this damn thing Jay, as it is. Jenny's being really quiet. Jay, I, I think that you might have written something. Are you a writer? 
Do you do any writing? Uh, yeah, cool. I actually uh, took uh, video, took, took classes in uh, two different colleges for making movies and or TV shows. So um, <clears throat> I sort of have like the first 30 minutes of a live action Thundercats uh, story. It's in this computer right here. I've got the famous mystic sort of owns on the wall over there. So I haven't finished it, but yes, I have written, uh, you know, or star started writing some things and you need to start I wrote a story and write for it. it out and submit. Well, yeah. the, maybe maybe my maybe my, I did write a um uh, well, a, a short story for my final video thesis in college at the Savannah College of Art and Design. But uh, when I went to go film it, the day the first day of filming, um, it was a kind of a comical character I created, hmm. and I called my actor because it was time to film, and I'm like, "Hey, where are you?" He's like, "Oh, well, I don't want to be in it anymore." And I'm like, "Dude, it's like." We're going to start filming like now, and you could have told me like yesterday or the day before. So I didn't, wasn't able to make that. So, um, yeah, I have a few stories. That's good. Good. You should submit. Right, I, I might. I have to find the, the script that I wrote for my final thesis. Is, I think it's in this computer too, but I'll have to go back and look. Yeah. Okay. So, this is, I'm going to see if I can show this to you. This is from a couple years ago. This was a 16-foot robot that we had. See Joni in there? Wow. Uh, this was outside on the red carpet. That's part of, That's from the cover art. Yeah, that was the cover art of the book. We had a big old robot there. Anyway, we have a fun, we have a fun event. Oh, I wish, I was, I, wish I was closer. I'd come to it. Yeah, well, it's, it's no, a blast. But I'm it's, gonna it's, watch uh, it on the CW. The parade. Yeah, oh, you got, you got. If the parade, parade will be fun to watch. The Writers of the Future event does stream live. So if you go to writersofthefuture.com, sign up for the newsletter, then you'll get notified when the event is and how to watch it live. That was weird, Doc. My mic just muted for some reason, but it's a little lonely. So hmm, that's, that's Emily. She's an alien, y'all. Um, yeah. I use StreamYard. Stream Sometimes the mics do go out after so long. Yeah, they, they get a little weird For so sometimes. long, so you got to sign out and sign back in. Oh, wait, no, that, that's Amelia. That's an alien. I'm sorry, I got confused. I saw Amelia was listening. Hi, yeah, she, 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 she weirded me out. I don't know. It's been weird with the mics for like the last half hour. So I don't know what's going on with that. Who knows? It did so, it to me last week. So uh, I, it, it, I think it just takes something. turns on who it wants to pick on. Denise, no, I tell that story all the time. I, I tortured John for a whole year. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I tortured him for a whole year. No, I'm serious. I tortured him. Y'all should know me well enough. If you've been listening to me for more than five years, you know I torture anybody. And uh, when he told me that, I remember actually he, he said somebody told me he told me one of everything's fine. You sound muffled, Joe. I, like, I like you. fell out the chair. I hear you now. I heard <laughs> yeah. you fell out the chair. Yeah, that's what I said. No, actually, I don't know what's going on with these things. No, somebody just asked me to tell a story. I'm always picking on John. I said I only picked on John when when he first was telling me about all of this stuff about blind judging and all this other BS. I'm like, get out of here! None of this is BS. <laughs> I tortured him. And again, I have to say, when I went out there. Everything was exactly the way he told me. You know that is such a rare thing in any case. It's and you give him carte blanche to talk to anybody. Yeah, that's the thing. He didn't say, "Oh, Joe, you can't talk to her. You can't talk to her." Everybody was nice. Everybody I walked up to was approachable and ready to talk about anything. Didn't matter who it was. Didn't matter where I was. I was over in the hotel sometimes. Sometimes I was down. Sometimes I was across the street at Arthur Services. It's uh, everybody was willing to cooperate. Nobody. And the best part is when I asked a question, there wasn't a. Um, well, you know, there wasn't even hesitation. That's just a rare thing in general. So, and, and after I talked to everybody and, and got to talk to the winners as well, 
I was condensed. They were on the up and up. That's why I, I advertise for them now. They, they were on the up and up. It's just a rare thing. And I'm big into literacy. I want to see people get as much literacy as we can on the planet. Cause I, I feel like if somebody ever EMPs the planet, we're going to be screwed. So <laughs> when people to read, um, yeah. it's, 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 it's just one of the things I do. I mean, I was a big reader when I was young. And then as I got older, I got into more into schematics and stuff. Cause I was into way more college thing. I got into way more electronics and, and aircraft and stuff like that. So it was more, um, I guess you just call it more science, a lot of schematics, a lot of, a lot of science books. And then somewhere along the line, I said, well, I need to, I need to get in some, uh, some, some relaxation. And then out of the blue, I got a pad from them. It's got all these audio tapes on them and um, it's nice. I don't have to, you don't have to sit down and read. I can throw it on my com computer, throw it on my car, throw it on my phone, wherever I'm at and just let it play. Yeah. While I'm going, there's a lot of good stories on it, a lot of good retro artwork. I should check it out. That's at uh, galaxypress.com. Just go over and check it out. Remember, it's Christmas, people. That's right. Remember, yeah. it's Christmas. And somebody in Germany won the damn lightsaber from, hold on, where are they from? <laughs> Emailed it to Germany? I don't know what, yeah, 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 yeah. We, well, this we, will make seven outside or five outside the country, four inside the country. So, and some, uh, someone won in Australia, too. Or was it New Zealand? And, um, Mecca, yeah, somebody went in Australia. Me no, no, not Australia. Um, uh, Auckland, New Zealand. Auckland, I mean. New Zealand, yeah. yeah. No, this one Australia. is this one is Mecklenburg, Germany. Uh, oh well, yeah. Uh, I'm not even gonna try to say your name, girl. I have no, I know it's a female name, but I have no way I'm gonna even attempt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that German, Minshausen. But thank you for for calling in. Tell me and about it. Oh, and you all, and you know, by the way, we have been given away at least one of the writers of future books. When every lightsaber sent out, okay. so it's it's a great it's oh he's back oh I oh I didn't let him in hold on let me get you oh, down there all right. it's just you know it, it helps and uh, well one lady when she wrote me back because I sent her three and she was like really these are for me she thought it was an accident she was going to send them back to me I said no they they came with the lightsaber she's like really I'm like yeah I said they came with the lightsaber she's like wow <laughs> she's just so it's just so happy. This is something. What is it going in and out or something? Can't hear him. Oh, yeah, you're you're on. Oh wait, he's on mute. Yeah, he's on mute. He's on mute. Is he on mute from us or mute from him? There we go. Yeah, hit Control D. There we go. No. No, I can't hear him. You might gotta hit the settings button and reconnect your audio. He's been probed by an extraterrestrial. That happens sometimes. <laughs> so, so go to settings, click settings, and then go to audio and make sure your microphone is on there. Now, what are you saying, John? I'm sorry. Yeah, just if you want, just if you guys are interested, Emily and Jay and Clint. Yes. Clint, Clint. You guys, if you guys want um, to check out and see what these rights books are, just give Joe your addresses and. Uh, He'll send it to me, and we'll we'll send you um, uh, some of our books that we publish. Awesome. Yeah, because they, they yeah, publish. Cool. They, yeah, they publish a lot you, of stuff. Let me know if you prefer listening or reading. I got some audio books. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I prefer audio. To be honest, I work from home, so I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff or stories yeah. online. It, it's work. funny, but most radio show hosts prefer audio. I guess because yeah. you're already reading enough script. Is, is in uh, books, but all the other stuff we have is both book or audio. So we can send you. If you for audio, we have Battlefield Earth, which is one of our most popular ones that we publish. Uh, we have a, a, a flash drive of, that has the 47 and a half hour audiobook on it. 
with the hundred with sixty-seven actors, hundred fifty thousand sound effects. It's like listening to a movie. It's a long movie, but still, it's like yeah. some some lady tried to buy Mission Earth from me the other day. I said, "Yeah, I haven't even played it." I said, "How do you know it's on?" She's, "Well, I've heard you and John talk about it before." No. Uh, I'm like, yeah. I, I said, I don't think it's even out. <laughs> I said, I got a pre-release. That's what I told her. I said, I got a pre-release copy because I really enjoyed it. And she was like, really? I said, well, she's, well how, we're going to find out. I said, when they release it, you'll find out. I said, I can't make them go no faster than they go. I have no control over that. And I said, they got to do it on, on, on the way they're going to do it. And uh, But there's a lot of good stuff. Guys, there's just a lot of good material over there. So this is what I would do because I've been listening to a lot of different material on this path. And it's in a lot of different genres is the best way I can say yeah. it. So go read the titles of the stories and look at the artwork. And it'll kind of give you a feel of where you're going to go in that book. Yeah. And that way you can decide what you would rather have, you know, and what you'd rather listen to. Uh, it's not a bad way of doing it. It's, it's pretty easy. I mean, I, I've been through it enough now because there's a lot of stories in there. Uh, I've been through it enough now that I can get it. But speaking of which, I don't see it in my office. I was going to show you all. Hmm. But then if Emily J. Oh, Clinton... Also, when you send the address, whatever genre you like to, to, to do, if it's science fiction or fantasy, if it's Western, if it's mystery, if it's uh, um, air adventure, sea adventure, military fiction, Hubbard wrote all those different genres, and yeah. we'll, we'll send you samples of those. I got, I got to get John to send me more of the other book. Oh, yeah, my, my, my favorite is science fiction, and one of my favorite books that I, I mean, the first audio book I ever listened to, uh, a friend of mine, um, and this friend of mine, I wouldn't peg him for a science fiction guy, but he lent me his audio book. These guys kind of look alike, man. I want from the reincarnation by David Ockeyer, and that was a really good book. And then I've been trying to find a copy of this because I had to give it back to my friend in Savannah, and I've been trying to find a copy of this audio book by Michael Crichton, who's written he's written a lot of famous movies, yeah. you know, the yeah. Jurassic series and Congo and other things. But I cannot find a, a copy of David Ogden Stiers from MASH reading this timeline, which was a really, really good book. And then they made a movie of it, and they butchered it. <laughs> they completely destroyed the whole right. book. And half the plot is not in How the, in often the movie. they not butcher a movie? They, they tried. They rushed it. Well, the book's always better. Yeah, it's Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like Battlefield they tried. Earth. Guys. I mean, they really tried. So you can, go watch, you can go watch Battlefield Earth on television. The, the, what is that, three-hour movie? Anybody or, hear Clint real quick? Go ahead, Clint, say something. Nope. No. No. I don't know what it is, babe. And it says it you, has to be talking. his microphone because he can hear us. But to put this in perspective, you can, well, you can go look at the three-hour movie. It takes, takes my computer a while. Or you, or you can go listen to it, which is 47 hours. Yeah, 47 hours. But 47 it's, it's hours. 47, 47 some hours, yeah. 47 hours. Man, sound effects are fat. Matter of fact, <laughs> so I was playing around uh, just recently. We played it. And um, I was just playing around doing something in the house. And it's going to play again. It's going to play in between the week of uh, Christmas and New Year's. It may have played a week before. But anyway, I was playing it. And I was like, what the hell is that noise? And I thought there was something outside, some kind of weird sound. I said, what the hell is it? And then I walked around and realized it was coming out of a studio. I had the sound effects on. There's a lot of just a lot. Man, there's a lot of good voices in there, a lot of good sound effects. Uh, it will keep a kid's attention because I've had the grandkids over and other friends over, and, and they've been listening to it. And uh, and they seem to have no problem sitting down and listening to it. And actually, they started doing like I did. No, you're just, you're just, you're just in freedom land. I've been looking to make sure you weren't muted on I am, but you're good on I am. And then, uh, okay, John and Emily fell asleep on me. No, I'm helping Clint get his sound back. 
No, we're here. Uh, oh, yeah, me. I'm sorry. I heard Emily. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. I gotta, I'm not just saying Emily one and two here. It's going to get confused. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm helping Clint. My, my first name is also John, too, but I go by Jay. Oh, <laughs> oh now I got to really watch when, I, when I'm messing around. Now. Oh, man. Um, so I know. Got, I, Joe, Jay, John, Emily, <laughs> Emily. And now we're trying to find. And, get well, I'm head. also a John. My first name is actually John. John. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. We, we, we got a bunch of J's in tonight, or the letter J, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Let's not get confused. Uh, Christy, I know we're getting ready to wrap up, so what do you got? Quick, quick, quick. No, we gave away the lightsaber. Oh, oh, you wanted to know what color it was? It was red. So whoever gets the one oh, wow. with the ticket is going to get the blue one. Okay. Oh, and I'm glad I came up. Christopher, you're so sweet for saying that. So last, last time John was on, I told y'all, if y'all went and bought the set from 26 to 28 or from... Anyway, you'll see it. It's what is it, 21 to 28 or 23 to 28? Yeah. Anyway, if you go buy the set and you don't like the set, I've said I said this on the last show, I'm gonna say it again on this show. It's recorded, so I'm not gonna take it back. You don't have to worry about it. Just just tell me what it was because I already know what they cost. Uh, I will reimburse you for them and I will give the books away to someone else. I'll give them away during Christmas or I'll give them away to some of the schools that we're dealing with or some of the other systems, libraries we're dealing with. Um, I, last year I gave away 1,500 books. I'm planning on giving away at least 2,000. Looking like we're going to give away 2,500 this year. So if, if you don't, I mean, if, if you don't like any of the stories, just send them back to me and I'll, I'll reimburse them to you. I'm serious, guys. It's not a big thing. It's not going to put me in a poor house. I'm not rich, but I ain't poor. So, so you can just do that. And if you just don't like them, then I'll, I'll take them and I'll reimburse. You don't have to try to send them back to John or anything. Just send them to me. And or just tell me when you're gonna send them, and when they arrive, I'll send you. Matter of fact, if you got a cash app, I'll pay you in a cash app. You don't have to wait for your money. Wow. So just just an easy thing, because if you don't buy them, you're not trying, you're not looking at them, you're not gonna read, you're not gonna know what stories are in there. And we talked a lot about 36, 37, 38 because we've been giving away a lot of them, and that's the recent last three, and that was the three I was there for. So I know a lot more about them. It's a lot easier for me to talk about. Them. But I've read some of the ones in the twenties, and I've read some of the ones in the teens now, and uh, I'm just. You know what? This is a strange thing. So you can go back. I think it was just recently I was reading was it 16 or 17. Anyway, I was going through the stories. And I got to thinking about something I had just read in 28. And it just reminded me of something else I had read in 36. So it's not like the stories really hold well across time. These mm -hmm. are stories that you could take and put into sci-fi, in modern sci-fi, and they would do well. Uh, it's a nice thing. And uh, I just, you know, got something to read or you want to listen to. It's easy to do. Pop over to galaxypress.com. Click, click, click. It takes off about five minutes and boom. And again, if you don't like them, I mean, you're not going to get a better offer than this. That's a uh, fact. You know, Barnes and Nobles ain't going to do it for you. So just yeah, go go over and get them. Seven books. Yeah. Seven books for, for, yeah. for $30. Yeah, seven books for $30. And, and if you don't like them, send them back to me. And then I'll, come, I'll send them to you. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's uh, so you know, guys. It's one of these things. It's it's just part of everything going on. We want you to have a good Christmas. We want you to have good holidays. Whatever faith you are, I'm not saying that you whatever. I don't care what faith you are. To be honest with you, I want you to enjoy the holiday. I hate using the holiday word, but I will use it. Uh, I just want you to enjoy the holiday. Well, I have to use it because I have friends of many, 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 many different faiths, and I will get many, many troubles if I go the wrong way. No, I'm serious. I have friends in all kind of different faiths. Matter of fact, one of my Jewish friends was on me the other day about 
you know, you're gonna have to talk about just doing the holidays. You know, I said, what am I talking about? The 12 days of 12 days. I'm not Jewish. He said, you got to talk about it. Talk about anything you don't want to. I'm like, I'm talking about what I damn well please. I own a damn radio station, but you know, he's a friend of mine. So I, I love the people that like to come on social media and tell you what you can and cannot post yeah, that, on that's, social that's media. Work for me. That's never, I had a guest one night a couple of years ago. She's going on and on. She said, well, you can't talk about you. I said, don't tell me that again because I'm going to drop you. Well, you can't talk about it. Click. And then I went on talking about whatever it was we, I couldn't talk about. <laughs> it's uh, hey, it's one of those things. Oh, we still ain't got you, man. What are you? You have been <laughs> pro. <laughs> Retro <laughs> gray. <laughs> two words. Oh, man. Okay, he said two pairs of glasses. I said I wear my sunglasses at night. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah, I wear my sunglasses at night, man. got two pair of glasses on. I always got two pair of glasses on, man, because if I don't, y'all go blind. <laughs> The top pair is to make sure the glare doesn't get in the camera so we get blinded. Into y'all's faces. Yeah, that's uh, what it, it's a deflection of the, the shine. It is. It, 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 it would blind you. And I'm not going to go put makeup on top of my head, so that's the closest thing you I don't getting. know what happened to Clint's mic. It happens. It happens. Uh, so 27th, party down. So Sunday, party down. Then yes. two weeks later, we're going to get to see it on the 16th of December. Oh, it so we'll get to we'll get to check it out on December on sixteenth, and then. Joe, do you accidentally have him muted? Look oh, down at the bottom and see if uh, he's muted. And I'll, I'll, I'll look up here too. He's no, he's not muted on my side at all. Okay. Let's see if we can I've do it. I've done this that way. before with guests. Well, anyway, thank you very much, Joe, for letting us talk about it because it's yeah. it's exciting. It's a big deal for Hollywood. It's there's a, there's a lot of just like bummer news that goes around constantly. The media is constantly keeping it. Yes. Everybody's all embroiled. So having this thing here, it's just straight. Just a joyous Fun. occasion. It's not a religious. Let everything thing. go. Christmas parade, but it's just it's, we've got participants from all. It's for everybody, and uh, so we're very excited about it. And, and um, I know we'll be talking more before between the end of the year, but um, it's the start of the holiday season. So I definitely, from all of us here at at Office Services, God's Press, and Rise of Peace, we really want to wish everybody a, a very happy and and safe holiday season starting yes. Thanksgiving year. You two guys, be safe if I don't talk to you before. I'll talk to you before the Christmas, but yeah, be but safe. Yeah. I know y'all got to get out of here. I know y'all got a lot of stuff going on, so yeah, back to work. be good. It's Emily, so keep, good to keep see you all moving. again. Good, good to see you. See you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will talk to you sometime before Christmas for sure, but uh, y'all be good. And if you need anything, just you know where I'm at. Just hit me up in a phone. Absolutely. Thank you very thank much. You guys. Guys. Good to see thank you. Bye. Uh, good to see you. Bye-bye. I love them. Well, they're they're really nice. They're good people. Really, they are. They're good people. Then they. Uh, I forgot that. They, I forgot they were coming on. That's when we had Clinton. And everybody on. I was like, oh shit. But we squeezed them in there anyway. They they uh I, they just do good work for a lot of people. And uh, they come we, from a good place. You can tell. Yeah, well, a lot a lot of them. You know, a lot of people got me involved because uh, uh, when he really when he wrote to me, I'm not when I say that I was serious. I was like, you're full of shit. I don't believe that. Nobody blind judges. You're gonna want some kind of money. You want this. You're gonna want that. You're gonna want them to pay for this, to pay for that, to pay for this. Because a lot of these other art places, you win. You, they want five hundred dollars to book you in, or do this, or do that, and they don't ask them for any money, nothing. And the fact that they fly them in and put them in a room on Hollywood Boulevard just cracks me up. Uh, they're really good. I mean, I, they they give me a good suite when I go over there because I do a lot of interviews for them. And uh, uh, last two times it was at the Roosevelt on Hollywood Boulevard. You can't really ask for much better than that. And uh, they just they just do a really good job, and so I don't I don't mind helping them out. And a lot of people wanted to know, you know, if there was any kind of other ties or religious ties to this. Was anything being pressed on any of these people? No, nothing. There's not any, anything even brought up. Say something, baby. 
I mean, if you're gonna, if, if you're gonna strip, I'm I'm putting my other glasses on. I'm just telling you. <laughs> He's doing his impression of Marcel Marceau. I need, to, I need to get some tequila out, everybody. I know. Uh, <laughs> well, you see, you see, I love the holiday parties because that's the only time we let anybody drink on camera on the station is doing a holiday. So the last two New Year's parties went. So, so that does that mean next Friday if I hop on here next yeah, Friday? Yeah, you, you come on, come on. You're, you're going to be comfortable here. Um, okay. I can tell you, don't it, when because you, there'll be other hosts sometimes with us and different people with us. Don't get offended if somebody don't agree with you because there's always going to be. Oh, I don't we're get, always, I don't we're all, You and I are going to disagree a lot. I can already tell. I know. Which is a it's good okay, thing. Joe. I still but love you. But that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Uh, people always are like, no. I said, look, one of the things we want to offer, we want to offer some news. So we'll probably make the first hour just news news, but then the second hour we'll just discuss whatever we want. But uh, people need to realize you can have difference of opinions and still be friends. It's one of the things I like about this network. I, was, I wasn't killing. Them. I was telling Doc earlier when we get the panels together, they gets heated, and I mean heated, heated. But it, then the next week, everybody's oh, back I to like work. That, I like that kind of stuff. Even if I'll tell you this, even if I get heated here live personally, I will take whatever you say into consideration. I will write it down. It's, it's, I'll look it up later. It, it, it's it's it's. I'm it, open I'm, to I'm learning. Enjoy the shows. See, I can cheat because I got a bunch of people that work for me to do research for me. So, in the old days, I had to do it all myself, and now I got like a panel of people that do it for me. I just send. It's so funny. Like when I do something conspiracy, or somebody sends me a real hard conspiracy, there's five uh, five women I send it to, really good friends of mine, and, uh, and they just either tear it apart or dive into it head on. So I'll know when I get the phone call or when the <laughs> Dorothy's showing up, man. Hey, wait. I have that too. I will will probe you, Dorothy. You better watch out, buddy. We're coming. I'm so left out right now. I need to go get something. I got Legos. We're coming for you. I got got Star Wars Legos. Hey, look. uh, I got the most powerful sword in the universe. This trumps any lightsaber. Wow. Uh, and this that, that's truly anything. real. This that's truly real. Any hand that would really cut somebody up. Oh no, that would. Oh, yeah, that would cut somebody up. This one will shoot somebody up. <laughs> uh, that's Martha, by the way. Martha comes and hangs out with us from time yep. to time. Uh, so I you got, named I had, her Martha. Yeah, she, um, people always. Oh, hold on, Joe named her Martha, not your sword, but Joe. No, no, sword. yeah. So, so somebody asked me one time, "Oh, you named it after I a girl." Think of Martha Washington. <laughs> I think it's right. Martha Washington. Yeah. This sword yeah. does have a name. I didn't name it. It's called the Mystic Sword of Omens, <laughs> and you can see into the future through these uh, eye holes. <laughs> we gotta get you boys some some audio. It's um, yeah. What's that, Carol? Uh, this is fun tonight. By the way, uh, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, look, if y'all gonna type on message, it's fine, but Jesus, people, y'all are typing over each other. Stop it. <laughs> having having an internet argument, are we? <laughs> no, it's Where just. Where at? I want to see. Either what? either they do a, they either do a messenger group, like they'll get a group together and I'm talking oh. to a group, right. or they'll just start messing, 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 and the messenger just goes. Shh. And since my messenger is my two Instagram and two of my Facebooks, and my phone messenger are all tied together, it's a nightmare some days. Um, and, it, and I've, I've been bitching for, I don't know, a year now for them to come in. And this one, and sometimes they do, but most of the time. I learned something a long time ago when we switched from Yahoo to Pal Talk. It took four years to get everybody from Yahoo to Pal Talk. When we left Pal Talk and we went, when we came over and started using Skype, man, it took forever to get them people off of Pal Talk. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, Pal Talk's an easy thing. And you Pal, have Pal admin Talk's restrictions and all kinds of stuff. Interact, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can, and you have complete control over your room. 
Uh, it's a nice thing. And we used to keep three, 400 people in there all the time. But as we, as the station evolved, we needed, we needed faster and better media. And Skype was real good for a long time. We still use Skype from time to time. Like if we're doing Metro. Well, readings I used or, Skype for the first time in every year, the other day yeah. for a political show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like to use it for like when, when I have somebody coming on at once readings. I mean, sometimes, I mean, you can use this for readings too, because you can see the, the chat when people are asking, it's just, it's a little less personal when you're when you're doing it in text and when you're doing it, it, it really doesn't matter that much. Um, I got sooner or later, sometime before the end, no, probably the end of the year, I got to post your um, the the layout we did, the original layout we designed. Oh God, like 40, 42 years ago, and um, it's badass and scary too at the same time. Somebody wanted me to sell on my cat cards. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> Them cards are evil. They need to stay in a box, man. Them, them things are evil. They got all kind of blood on them. They, they just got all kind of stuff on them. We don't even want to go what they got on them cards. They've done, as far as I know, three, four hundred spells. Serious ones. Some that involve them staying out for months on end. Ah, there we go, baby. There we go. Guy <laughs> Fox. Anonymous. Where's my Bitcoin, buddy? Actually, Guy Fox. I need my Bitcoin. <laughs> Give me some Bitcoin. Joshua, the other day when you posted about Bitcoin, I told you a long time ago, Bitcoin was dangerous because it's too easy to hack. So, you see what it, happens? I hear, I hear when we finally find out who is actually behind crypto, who invented crypto, that it will go to Z, which is, it's already failing anyway, but it will go to zero in like three seconds or less. Yeah, well, it's, it's weird because, out. you know, everybody says, oh, it's, it's the best way. The government can't track your money. I said, but everybody can hack your money. I said, I want yeah. money that's hackable. Imaginary money. And so so they, were, they were talking about that guy with that company that just failed. Uh, XTZ yeah. or X, yeah. what's it, ZTX or something? Z, something like that. Well, they retrieved 850 million back from the people, right? Well, then somebody hacked it and stole it. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Hey, good looking. Hey, who's that? That's somebody good looking. Someone took a crash diet there. And Doc got, Doc got a cutie there. No, Carolyn, we're getting actually we're getting, ready, we're, we're getting ready to log out just a second, Carolyn. You got a crazy question or what? Who? No, that's Emily. That, that was two Emilys. That's Emily you see right there, and that was Emily. Mm -hmm. Good one. And the other Good Emily one. was on with John's John's wife, Emily, the one that I pick on all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she puts me to work every time I show up in L.A. No, I'm serious. <laughs> no, Sarah puts me to work. Actually, that that witch. No, I actually, I like all of them. And yes, they are in that religion, but I do like all of them. I've never had a problem with any of them. I, I, look, you talking about I, Scientology? Yeah, I had I had my problems in the beginning with um, with what I was told about uh, what was going on out there. And when I went out there, none of that was going on. And I'll be honest with you, religion has never been brought up at Writers of the Futures, not even one time, not even once. And you know damn good and well, if it was, I'd be yeah, all over there. They, didn't push, they don't push it when not they're it. talking or anything like that. Well, I didn't even know they were for like three years, and finally I, well, I asked know Ron L. Hubbard is. Yeah, well, he invented it, but you know. Yeah. And he 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 did it, and then somebody. But he wanted... he had many beliefs in the UFO mm -hmm. science sci-fi type things too. That's not necessarily. Yeah, it's, and, know, and I don't I don't know enough about it. I, I you know I, I've got a lot of people that look in and out. As a matter of fact, I'm checking on some other stuff right now, but. It's, uh, I mean, all I can do people is judge these people by their action, and they have been perfect people. They're nice, they're kind, they go out of their way to be nice. 
It's been a long they, time since I've seen new, people go Network out of neutral. It. Don't promote any kind of religious mm -hmm. belief background. They except, don't promote any except, of it. We accept, like I accept on on people for who they are. Mm -hmm. um, I don't get into religious talk on my show that no, I have no, no. or anything. I don't. Everybody I don't has their own experiences. Yeah, it's strictly it, the literature it. of it. That's that's really what they're. That, that's all they yeah, if you listen to Emily, she said that you know Kevin Kevin J. Anderson was one of their winners years and years ago, and he partnered with Frank Herbert's son Brian and did a bunch, a whole bunch of like Dune like prequel novels, and a few after Dune novels, and and I wish I still had them. I had almost everything that those two guys wrote wow. together. Um, but when I was in the process of buying this new house, um, a lot of the books didn't make the purge. In fact, most of them, including the Dune series, were gone. So kind of missed those books. I, I, I like the Dune, Frank Herbert stuff. I like the Brian and, and Kevin Anderson stuff that went on. But uh, uh, You were great, they, Doc. Glad to have you back. I won that contest, and he made a huge you know, library with Brian Herbert of, of future and past Dune stuff. It was very, very good. Almost all of it was really good. Well, when, when when you get through with Emily's interviews and all this stuff drops that you're on and all, we'll bring you on and we'll do a special. We'll bring Emily back. Emily will be here anyway, but we'll bring you back. And so I want you to come host with us. But yeah, I, I think get, he should come on every Friday. <laughs> but we want him. We want him to get get caught up on all this other stuff so he can get it going. And then we'll bring you on so you can come talk to us about it. And that way, it's out of the system when we're doing other stuff. Um, well, people are weird about that particular case. I'm not gonna get into it tonight. Somebody else probably shoot me in a minute. Uh, I'm gonna have to hop off here yeah, too. My son's still at 12:30 my time. Yeah, y'all get out of here. Go to bed, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. For the person who won in Germany, good deal for you. I don't know what it is with all these people overseas winning on the centralist, no less. Uh, but good, good luck. What time is thanks. it in Germany right now? Oh, <laughs> Jesus! It, it's hey, Google, be what like, time is it in Germany? It's like seven hours ahead or something. 6.33 a.m. Yep. So he's not going to run out until he wakes up. He's he <laughs> he waking up, listening to us he in the morning a, time. He won the contest. <laughs> yeah, have, that's right. Having a cup of coffee, listening to these crazy people on Essentials. Well, thanks for tuning in, by the way. We're glad to have you over there in Germany and tell your friends about us. Everybody in the U.S., tell your friends about us. Make sure they know where we are every Friday night. On that note, we're out of here. and uh, Stay out of trouble. I know, no, it's, no, I know no, a lot no. of y'all like to get drunk on the holidays. Get into as much trouble as you can. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Yeah.